Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Night War Games. I'm your host, Adam, and with me, as always, the wisest of Kensai's, the Cordelia to my Scarface, John. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm always fixing you. <laughs> <laughs> Following me around, restraining my rage. Pretty much. <laughs> so tonight, we are joined by our very special guest, all the way from his podcasting couch, Joel Traveler. Hey, hey. welcome, Joel. Good to see you. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I'm coming to you from right. my, my sweet RV in Rodeo, California. Dude, that's yeah. looking pretty gush. Yep. It's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not. <laughs> so, uh, Joel, what are you drinking tonight? So, I'm doing two things in light of what we're going to do tonight. Um, the first one I'll show you in light of our Ikari friends is Guide oh. and Dream. A Japanese-style lager. Lovely. Yeah, friends from Stickman Brewing. And then another one from Dionysus uh, for a couple other people like White uh, like White Company is Up, Up, Down, Down. Huh. Very nice, very nice. So it's funny, Stickman Brewing is actually walking distance to my house. It'd be a long walk, short drive. Yeah. Is it down the hill? Say? It is, is it down, down the hill. hill. Yeah, it's down the hill. It is a long walk back. Yes, it is. Right. But they have good pizza. They have very good pizza. John, what do you what are you uh, drinking tonight? I'm having some Oishi whiskey Ooh. in uh, a fancy Scotch glass. Uh, Michael Sevilla reminded me to use mine, so I am using that now. There you go. Um, tonight, I am having a lovely Ace of Spades Imperial Pale Ale. Uh, from Hotworks up here in Portland. Not my usual, not my usual, I'm not, not a big fan of IPAs, but it's uh, strong and it's the last large bottle of beer in my fridge. So, got to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like such a chore. It'll be, I know. I have, I, I, I have to drink this beer while talking about tiny space balls with my friends. Oh, woe is Adam. Oh, it'll be delicious. Cheers, gentlemen. Hello. That's the they just started stocking uh, those guys at my place across the street. Yeah, this is actually, it's a pretty good one. It still feels a little bit like sucking on a pine cone. Oh, never mind. But uh, it I'll, I'll choke it down. It's the best kind of beer. <laughs> what are we talking about? It's delicious. I'm on the casting couch and all. Let's not go there. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, John, do you want to uh, take it away with the Bromad News? Sure. So, um, N4 is here. Play a game. Let us know about it. Win prizes. Pew, pew, pew. That's about all there is to this month's mission. Um, if you want to talk about cool rules interactions you found, um, we'll talk about some of those today that I found in my recent games. Um, and, uh, yeah, just send us a message with what's what's going on in your life gaming-wise uh, for N4, and we'll enter you into the Wheel of Names prize drawing um, at the end of the month. So... That's exciting. If for some reason you can't get in the game and you feel like you want to paint something, something on your painting desk, go ahead and paint any model with a stealth rule and send it in by the end of the quarter. So that means end of the year, December 31st, 2020, um, and get entered to win um, a blister, a patch, or uh, the chance to get Chris over at Monstrous Makings to design a um, some sort of Infinity-related widget for you. So... Uh, the the current one uh, from last quarter, the winner asked to have the Fracta or um, Kodali wings, but collapsed, right? 
for for mm-hmm. modeling purposes. And uh, I'm going to introduce a new um, a new option because some people don't have access to 3D printers. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris actually runs a 3D printing business, so if you're in that boat and you win the painting contest, uh, I will pay for him to print the thing and mail the printed thingy to you so you can use it. So uh, that's not an excuse anymore. You get to you get to enjoy everything. So uh, there's that. Get the thing. Yep. Um, Troy, I see you're in chat. Uh, if you still want something, I can arrange that because you passed on the passed on the choice even though you won last month, uh, last last quarter's painting competition. So let me know and uh, we'll, we'll hook you up. Uh, that's it for Brahman Academy. Um, on the subject of monstrous makings, though, uh, Chris has put out the Ariadna weapons pack, yeah. which you can see here. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you can have a DEP now if you well, want. So what's funny is that that's actually the light rocket launcher. Oh, is that if what it look, is? If uh, you look at Rosie, her yeah, light- you're right. You're right. It has the flip up sight. Yep. Uh, Clever, clever. Makes sense, makes sense. Um, mostly you can get those missile launchers, which are fantastic for converting up a second Minuteman missile launcher or a second uh, Kazik if you want that link, or Tank Hunter missile launchers. Sure. Now, one on the top was always my favorite because uh, I carried it around for several years through the desert. It's that oh. M47 Dragon. Um, that's what it's modeled after, which is like a shoulder-mounted tow missile. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> It was not fun. Every t- you would take a knee, and then you would be so off weight you would fall over. Or at least I would, and then I'd have to get up like a freaking turtle and then get back up and go. Because oh, yeah, you because you, you're just you're just taking a knee like, without intending to fire it, like it's yes, still attached yeah. to you, and then you just kind of like, like teeter over backwards. Yeah, I mean, just, well, not backwards. <laughs> it would be to the side because it'd be oh. split across the back here, and I'd go on a knee, and if I didn't watch myself. You just go right over. Gotcha. Because like it's like front heavy, I guess. It, it's just it's heavy. <laughs> it's just it's just awkward. Gotcha, it's just gotcha. Aw- gotcha. Well, speaking of awkward rules interactions, uh, we can take a look at the new Berserk ruling. Um, so this is re- relatively recent. Um, basically, the deal is apparently you can't use Berserk unless it's um, the first time you do CC. So you have to do the English thing. That's that's what Ian Wood says on WGC Infinity. Maybe it's changed since I pulled this graphic, but that's the current thing. Seems fine. Seems reasonable. Is it in the active turn? You can use it in the active turn. Yeah. It's the labyrinthine version of logic, but yeah, it's it's going into the yeah, it's it is probably coming up for a fact answer. Oh probably. I'll, I'll wait for the FAQ before I uh, have yeah. strong opinions about that. Yeah, there's a couple couple other things like the Vostok getting a price increase. <laughs> Good. I but, I don't think Nomad players give a shit. Yeah, they're like one less Morlock deal. Yeah, right. It's like okay, seems fine. I mean, also no no as we said last time, like no Nomad player ever was like I want a Vostok. We're not sad about getting them, but it's just like, right. sure, this is more than fair. Um, seems fine, no problem there at all. It uh, makes it more distinct than taking just the Zyklon because the previous price point was so close to the Zyklons. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why would you ever? I think there's a lot of small revisions that we might that we missed. Um, like I don't remember that uh, Shane G always had shock on their BS attacks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did, but that feels new. 
Um, I feel like I've run into like two or three little things where I'm like, wait a minute, was that there last week? Or yeah. Just... A couple other things have changed. Like the Jujack engineer used to have Tinbot. Now yeah, he doesn't, he lost that. which was very annoying because that was yeah. a great profile to throw into a white company link. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, so kind so of annoying. Things, I wish there was a change log somewhere. I want to... Right? I mean, I'm absolutely pleased as punch that they're going to like continue iterating on the profiles and tweaking them or maybe like correcting them or proofreading or whatever it is they're doing, but just like have a summary somewhere so I'm not suddenly surprised by something. That's that's the only real request. Just like have a change. And, and it could be like a really granular one too. That's absolutely fine. Hell, I'm happy to look at like checksums. That would also be fine. Right. Right. But I would like a, I'd like an email. I'd yeah. like a, a newsletter that I get and that says, hey, these are the updates and uh, yeah, it'd be cool with that. Well, honestly, I'm happy to put in some work for that. Like, if I if if there's a way to get access to the API, especially for battle reports, which I really really would appreciate, I would happily automate a ton of stuff because uh, I have I have a hammer known as scripting, and I'm willing to use it. Uh, I mean, you could have a script that just manually downloads all the profiles. I could, and I've seriously considered writing one. It's just time, right? So yeah, I have to write a bunch of Verilog for class, so I might as well. Spend time on doing that because people are <laughs> it's a little more important than than this particular thing. But uh, in terms of good things that have happened, uh, we have a uh, we have a, uh, a, a another update on the timeline for the Defiance release. So if you want to uh, take a look at totally sweet pictures of Defiance, uh, they've sent a bunch to our emails. If you supported the Kickstarter, this is all the boxes that they have. Um, apparently, the the uh, Ships have left dock from China, and we should expect to receive our product by the end of the year. They said by the end of, what was it, October, November uh, previously, yeah. but now now it's end of the year, and they've apologized profusely, but I think we all understand uh, what's going on. So Does that go up a little bit? Is there foam in this box? Uh, you could have ordered foam if you wanted Oh, that's it. right. Okay. It was, it, was a, it was one of those like add-on things you could have bought. Gotcha. Forgot about that. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing you could have had. Uh, speaking of things that you could have had, uh, Obsidian Protocol also released <laughs> a, uh, a a a new uh, status update. So this is their their they have a huge dashboard showing exactly what's going on with all of these very very anime named uh, mecha. So you could have the ZRT zero six, and that apparently mm -hmm. is completely done since all the squares are filled in. Um, but the RX MDXS is not quite finished. So that's something to look forward to, whatever the hell that thing is. Uh, I know I want it, so hopefully that's coming. And and they're pretty cool. They uh, there's like I you can read through the whole Kickstarter update if you care. But um, they're really they they know they're late. They're like yeah, COVID plus other things, and uh, we're learning a lot. This is our first major miniatures effort. Uh, so as a, a sort of a thank you for your patience slash apology, they're going to give us a free a free mini. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I, I backed this. Oh, nice. Did you? Yeah, I did. I, I really, it's the guys in Colorado talked me into it. Yep. And uh, no, I just, I really appreciate like the work and effort that these guys have been going into on the backside and their updates are really thorough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have not just, gotten to this email yet. Yeah, it's like, look at, <laughs> look at all this. And, and they've talked about like what's happened. There was a lot of learning up front. Now they've sort of automated some stuff and, and really gotten into the swing of things. Uh, this is the important thing right here. This M60 vertical launch missile model is complete. So thumbs up on that. That's really important to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of like amazing 
Mecca Prawn if you're into that sort of thing on Kickstarter. Uh, so yeah, go go check that out if you want. Um, and I will yeah. I will definitely be playing that with you, Adam, when it comes out. And and you too, Joel. If uh, you, we get to see each other in person in sunny, reasonable <laughs> amount of time. I love it. Those exploded to use are really cool. Yeah, right. I'm I'm super jazzed. So I think we also have a little bit of uh, a little bit of GW news. Yeah, don't come very often, but um, a lot of new stuff they just uh, released or leaked last weekend for Warcry. There's the new two-player starter set, which I'm kind of lukewarm on. But the big thing are these uh, Warcry battle tomes. So one for each faction, and they basically bring every army into Warcry um, and really expanded all the factions and rebalanced everything. Clearly, I need some beer, also. <clears throat> yeah. It's pretty so, cool. And of course, because uh, it's a GW product, there's leaks. Yeah, there's a bunch of leaks online already of the contents of all the books, except for the Chaos one that I've been able to find. Yep. But So this is the, the table of contents for the, um, the Order Battle Tome. And what's really cool here is the, the way they did Cities of Sigmar, yep. which before didn't really have cards, and they came out with this little list in White Dwarf that was meh. Um, but now you can actually play like the different cities and presumably they'll have different compositions for each one. They've brought Seraphon into the game, which weren't in there before. It looks like Stormcast Eternals all, all have their own big section with a couple of pages of rules just to start for the for all of them before you get into the individual chambers. Mm-hmm. Um I I heard that the City of the Sigmar group was that that's the Empire like yeah, it's, it's like all the old Empire minis, the old um Dark Elf, High Elf, Wood Elf models the old dwarves, all of that stuff put together into one army, which looks, I mean, it looks really rad in, in Age of Sigmar. Um, but with these, you can actually almost even play like your own new ghetto version of Mordheim because <clears throat> they're all kind of in the same level. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff here. One of the things I did see in the, uh, in the leaks is they've really expanded the different leaders you can have for the factions. So you know, before for uh, like take the 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 legions of Nagash, the skeleton guys that I have, right? Where I have the necromancer and maybe like either a white champion or a skeleton champion. But now they added in like vampire lords, vargais, dude, on, or the the black knights on on horseback, the 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 plastic um, white kings, all that stuff. So now there's a lot more different choices for which uh, units they can have in the army. So it'll be good. And they've also taken the opportunity to rebalance everything. So. Well, seems like we got to play Warcry. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed, exactly. The best way to play. Yep. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's it, I think, for for news, huh? Yeah. Get the hobby done? Well, good, I did. I did get some things done. So I uh, I built a couple of the Copperbot remotes for my O12 army. And I have to say... These new remotes are so much easier to build. They really are. Old remotes. Holy cow. Like I you know, I built the the uh the Yujing ones and they were pretty they were really straightforward. And then I got these O twelve ones. They're five pieces. The gun attaches on like a really big joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sucker's not coming off. Like I didn't pin it, which is rare for me. Mm. That is rare. It, it felt plenty sturdy as it was. And then I went ahead and built a um, another one of, of sorts. It's a Grunstock gun hauler, sir. All right. 
All right. <laughs> Settle oh, down. My Caraton Overlords, you know, I was getting excited over the new Mega Gargants, and then I saw the price and was like, LOL, not going to touch that. But I do have all these KO that I want to finish building. So, because presumably one day I'll play a game with Dan. <laughs> um, but one of the biggest things that was getting my way for the Caradrons was settling on a paint scheme. Mm-hmm. I really, like, I, I like the one of the established paint schemes, but I hate how how WYSIWYG painting is in in GW games now, where it's like, your army is painted the wrong way, so you have to use those rules. And so I want to come out with my own. And my, uh, so my, my Sylvaneth army is very inspired by my Zaki films. Then I was thinking, as I was thinking about that, I was like, wait a minute, Nausicaa, like there is a whole film about soldiers and dirigibles. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and paint my Caradron to uh, to look like the you know the the regular foot soldiers in uh, in Nausicaa. I'm still tweaking the colors. I've actually noticed that the the color I use for the webbing is pretty much spot on for the color of their uniforms. So I'm going to probably mix that up a little bit more from here. But yeah, it makes sense. Lighten it up a bit. Yeah, exactly. It gives me that. You know, I still need a, a different shade of green for the armor because, like, just to make it pop a little bit. You know, their cowls here are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I gotta rewatch that movie. What a great movie! It's a, it's such a good one. Um, tried watching with Gene. It is not for four year olds. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You know, <laughs> but it happens. it happens. But no, so it's really cool, and, and I'm really stoked about this paint scheme. So like, I'm gonna have my gray dirigibles, and then you know the, the green soldiers with their salmon colored helmets hopping out of it. It'll be rad. Pretty red. So, yeah. Looks good now. Yeah, John, any hobby over there, Joel? (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) Definitely not. When I get my soundboard set up, I get to play the crickets noise. It'll be great. (laughs) You you really want that thing. You are so jazzed about that. I know. And my, all of the, like half the equipment I got is back ordered. I will tell you the hobbying I got done. I shipped Seven armies to my painter. Holy Jesus. Damn. All right. That's a thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I forgot to write gift on it. And the customs was more than as much as the models. Ooh. Ooh. That's not good. Yeah. Dangers of international trade. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much, so much extra crap I have to do, and like at work, one of the, my my coworkers in Mexico. So every time I have to ship him something, we have to go through customs. Then it comes back, have to go through customs again. Oh, such a pain. Ah, uh, well. Well, how about some gaming, John? You have you have done that. I have done that thing. I know for sure. I have seen it. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty sure. I was there. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll talk about my game with Eric first real quick. Um, So Eric and I have started playing regular games on Sunday mornings uh, on Twitch if you want to join us. So that's on my Bromad Academy Twitch channel. Um, We just cast TTS. uh, And mostly because he's probably, what, like 45 to an hour away now, Adam-ish? Yeah, about that. So it's kind of a pain. It's kind of a pain for us to get together, especially now, right? Um, Yeah. So we just take into playing games on DTS, um, and it's been actually quite nice. Just have a, a, a cup of coffee in the morning and hang out with friends and 
be on Twitch and play some games. So he, uh, you know, we, we played a game of Drew's versus White Company, and I took a very, I would say, non-standard White Company list, maybe, mm-hmm. is probably the, the way well, to, to illustrate it. So it's a... I your list says non-standard. I suppose that's that's true. Uh, but basically, it's a, it's a vanilla-esque, so there's no links in here, and it's a tag full of, it's got a tag and a bunch of, like, random stuff. So, but it worked. It worked great. Uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. So, just to fill you in, it's a Guija, two Guilangs, two Nakens, a Tiger Soldier, a Carhu, Varangian, CSU, and Danavis. So, just a collection of good stuff that I would play in Vanilla Pano or Vanilla Yujing, all collected under one roof. So, that's, that's interesting. So you didn't like go for the, the, you know, the Death Star link team or even the three man link team. You just said, give me the coolest toys from both. It was kind of hard to, uh, the Guija, even with the price reduction, does occupy a pretty large chunk of points. So yeah. that was, it was hard to, to fit in a link that I thought would give me the right amount of flexibility. Especially the other reason is that I had to cram a lot of stuff on this list to do a lot of coverage for countermeasures, which is the, the, the game we were playing, um, the mission we were playing, rather, and I needed to have a lot of uh, classified coverage. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I don't have in here is doctors, and that actually came back to bite me in the ass. So I was like, it probably will be fine. There's only two doctor-specific ones, right? So that's what uh, experimental drug and HVT test, you know, poke them with the doctor gun, whatever it is, whatever that mm-hmm. thing is called. Um, but yeah, then both of them ended up coming up, and that was a disaster for me because uh, I ended up with a whole turn, nothing to do. Um, Eric took played Drews. He's been wanting to play Drews for a very long time. He finally did it, and he put one Drews in the list. <laughs> Oh jeez. So so basically I, when I when he started deploying, I was like, yeah, let me make this bigger for you. When he started deploying, I was like, "Oh, you're playing Pano." He's like, "No, no, I'm playing Drews." I was like, "What are you talking about? It's nothing but Pano robots." And he's like, "No, it's Drews, I promise." <laughs> and he started putting on brawlers and I was like, oh, "All right, I guess." So yeah, he he played this this list. The only Drewsy things about it are the one Drews HMG and the amazing Scarface profiles. Uh, so well, he took, hey, uh, Pano doesn't get Hunzika. That's true, but I mean, like, <laughs> the Hunza Cut did nothing. It just died to Guija Fire. So, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a really interesting game. Uh, I, I encourage you to go check it out if you're interested. Um, the, I guess the big takeaway for me is that um, White Company can be played like vanilla. It doesn't really suffer anything because of it. I had a great time doing it. Uh, I just made some stupid boneheaded mistakes, and uh, the dice weren't particularly kind to me in some cases. Um, but we get, we, it's, it's like this game ticked all the boxes. We had a tag fight, like a legit um, tag on tag, like close combat fight. I got mm-hmm. to blitz in Scarface. I got to possess, in, uh, possess Scarface. I got to get in close combat with Scarface. So I did all the Scarface things. Uh, I killed a bunch of Eric shit with Scarface, which was great. Um, he got to uh, guided missile me, right? So that was fun for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, basically what literally happened was I, I left... Uh, my Guija like kind of out in the front, and then as he came, a knock in, eh, eh, eh. and uh, and and you know chase down <laughs> chase down my Guija. I kept dodging backwards or failing guts backwards into hacking range of my Danavis. So we finally got into base to base, and I was like, "Lolol, I'm gonna total control you now." And he's like, "Oh shit, there's a hacker back there." And so, <laughs> last order last order of that pool, he was possessed, and then I immediately used it to kill a bunch of his robots on his following turn. Then he got it back, and then and proceeded to win the game with it because I was stupid with my Guija use. 
Um, one really interesting thing that's new, and I unfortunately did not capture a great picture of it, but I'll try to illustrate it with a picture that I have. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find that. Okay, so here's the picture in question. Let me zoom all yeah. the way in so we can, maybe we can see what's going on here. Okay, so um, what you see here is around this corner at the end of the where the Ks are, right, in the picture, yeah, yeah. there is a brawler doctor there. And uh, that camo cylinder is a mine. And this Guija, this Guilang used to be right in base, to con base contact with the mine around the corner. So back in N3 era, it's entirely reasonable to poop out a mine and then re-camo and then walk by the guy that you pooped out the mine covering, right? That's, uh -huh. that's a great thing to do. You should totally do that thing. It's amazing. However, now in N4, I was like, I'm going to do that thing. I walk to the corner, drop a mine, and Eric says, I dodge, and he dodges into line of fire. So now, oh. right, I have a Guilang out of camo, and there's a direct template because now shotguns are direct templates. Yeah. So I'm stuck in an awful position because I can't move the Guilang. There's like three classifieds that I can get all of them if I had if I was uncontested. There was a um, there was an extreme prejudice. There was a uh, in extremist recovery and a like do a hacky thing to the HVT right. So there's a Guilang hacker right there. I could have done all of the above very easily, right? Um, but he actually gummed up the works pretty good just by just by dodging. So I think that's a pretty big change. And I would caution those of you. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted to pull out of like the 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 N4 uh, Broman Academy mission, which is for people yeah. to come back and like find little nuggets like this, where like this interaction that is so ingrained in our muscle memory from N3 doesn't work the same way and you should be alerted to it and be aware of it. Uh, I think it still works because I use it against you in our game, which we can talk about in a minute, but the spacing was much different. So coming yeah, around the yeah. corner as a solo guy without a support piece to help out um, ended up being a big deal. So, you know, part of the reason why this That's didn't work. Also because just yeah. thinking about it, a lot of people end right around that corner from someone if two models are very, very close to the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I have like kinematic or something, I could like dodge and be in, in combat with you. You could, yeah. right? So yeah, lots of, lots of really really crazy things happen. Um, yeah. So basically, what ends up happening is uh, I have to do all sorts of like this. This map is also crazy because it's got a huge amount of verticality to it and not much ways to get up there. Um, so that basically meant whatever you throw into the midfield is very isolated. So I had no mm -hmm. way of really supporting this. Um, this one Guilang. I had, in fact, I had another Guilang like very, very close by that uh, was maybe like an order and a half away. Uh, <clears throat> so in a flat map without this kind of verticality would have been fine. I would have just came around the corner and shotgun the brawler without triggering any problems and then uh, been fine. But sadly that was not the case. So yeah, very, very interesting game. I encourage you to read it. It's fun. It has all the, the fun new toys happening. Very nice. Did he take Scarface Alpha? He took Gamma with the AP Spitfire. That's the one I like. I like the the shorter range. Fire it, worked, fight. it worked great. Killed killed his TR bot, his missile bot, his peacemaker. <laughs> that burst five came in handy. I, I split burst five ways. I uh, walked into his deployment zone. All of his robot dodged. All of his robots dodged or flash pulse me, and I just split burst five ways because it was fine. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You can be really risky with somebody else's models. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's hilarious, man. So you want to I talk used... about your favorite tag, Adam? 
Yeah, let's talk about my favorite tag, Magriba Guard. Yep. So John wasn't the only one that got to have fun with the tag. <laughs> um, yeah, so following up that game, you took Forco against me with my Dashot. Dashot, Dashit, I don't know. Um, it never sounds right whenever I say it. Unlike you, John, I did not have analysis paralysis when coming up with the list. Um, looks like you came up with uh, quite a few. Yeah, uh, I came up with quite a few. It, it was down to two for me. Yep. Uh, one of which was a two three-man Zuyong leaks each or links each one of them with two tactical awareness orders, um, <clears throat> plus you know sprinkled a bunch of other uh, Dasha toys, right? So like um, the uh, uh, Libertos, various remotes, Zencha, Hulang, all those fun things. Um, but that list uh, also had McMurro. And I had oh. an extra command token. Well, I'm glad I didn't play that list. I didn't really have a good answer to McMurrow. <clears throat> oh, my God. I had an extra command token in that list from the new Lieutenant prof- Gulan profile. So I had five command tokens, which basically means the first two turns of the game, it's an 18-order list. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, even if you clear out the, the group, the, that three-man Zuyang link still generates five orders for itself. Gross. So... Yeah, and that list it would have been nine orders in one Zuyang link, and then seven orders in that link plus two on um, on uh, McMurrow. So it's nicer of the two lists against you. Yes, uh, I appreciate it. Or I just took one of those Zuyang links, right? So Tacware HMG, Tacware um, Combi Rifle with Tin Bot. Great profile, especially with Valerie in there. So. Dasha doesn't have really access, great access to hackers, and I don't believe they have any killer hackers, which is bizarre. So Gromaz with a with a negative six firewall is basically my only answer to hacking. Um, two flashbulb spots in that in that group make seven orders out of five models. Then my second pool was throw a Gulam lieutenant. The Mega Reba Guard, the Mega Reba Guard with the multi HMG, the heavy rocket launcher, and the grenade launcher. So, and the plus one burst heavy pistol. Has all, all the guns. The- all the guns. Everything's on this model. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kit bash this thing. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> this, is, this is the technical of, of tags. Yeah, it's the Mega Reba. <laughs> so, he, of course, has the, uh, the requisite dozer. Took a, uh, a Gulam doctor because it's the good doctor. Um, sorry, 112. You have no love in Dashat. Um, following your lead, I took a, a tractor mole Jurgen. So that's something I usually ignored with my US Ariadna. But now we're, we're playing capture and protect. So I wanted a little bit of, uh, little bit of coverage on that objective. And, you know, a total reaction Jurgen does the trick. Um, Liberto Mine Layer, I didn't have the one point to get Mimetism, which for some reason Dashat still gets one point upgrades for Mimetism on Libertos. Uh, and then the Zentra Fort Observer, which is just another really cool model with great profile. And now uh, it has a Panzerfaust, which is gross. Yeah. Upgraded the DEP to a Panzerfaust. Yep. Although so, the DEP, a- DEP has killed a Swiss Guard in one hit, which was the worst. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it was Ed, the worst. Well, for me. Um, but I really liked this list. Like that first order pool basically has seven orders to pump into the Zeong link. And then the second order pool has 
eight orders I can put into the Magriba, nine if I switch over the Liberto mm-hmm. order, which I, I think I did. I don't remember. Yeah. You just ended up shooting the crap out of my poor Warcore. Took a couple orders, though. <laughs> so, so well, what did you run, John? So I had a really hard time coming up with a list. Like, Forco is a big struggle for me and consistently has been. I think it's because it almost demands you play a, a defensive link. Um, there isn't a whole lot of midfield presence out of Forco. You get two zeros and a Crocman. Um, the zeros are basically your button pushers. So you really don't want to sacrifice them as speed bumps. That's not something you can do. And the Crocman is often too expensive to just sort of be sacrificial as well. And it wants to do a lot of button pushing or deploy, de- deployable repeater deploying or sniping or something. So um, I assumed that I would be facing the double Zuyang list, uh, double Zuyang three-man list, because that's what you typically I typically see out of you uh, when yeah. you play um, uh, Dust Shot. So I was struggling with this a lot. So if you look at the first couple of lists that I attempted, most of them start with an orc-based Harris or orc-based core rather, with a um, with a orc uh, fearbuck in there, um, because that's you know BS14, BS17 effectively in a link, uh, arm seven and cover sounds good to me. But I was like, well, that's a lot of points. I don't really know if I feel really comfortable with that. The other thing is that I, I tried to get some hacking presence with a peacemaker. Um, but mm-hmm. because of those tin bot minus sixes, then I'm sort of fighting strength with strength and it doesn't really feel great. Right. Like you're going to come in. And so then I was like, I was like, okay, well, what's the worst that Valeria can do to me now? She can't blow up my brain anymore. The worst she can do is isolate me or right. immobilize me. Both of those are bad, but bolts are immune to isolation. So having bolt hackers is good, but bolt hackers are whip 12, but they're BTS six. So then I was like, <laughs> ah, what do I do? Right. So I was kind of like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I didn't really know what to do. And then I sort of, uh, was getting really frustrated. And if you look at my chat history with Eric, it's just like list spam for like a whole week straight. of just being like, what the fuck do I do against Adam? This is going to be a miserable game if I don't come up with a solution. Um, so finally, I, I sort of took a page from my own book. I was like, look, I'm just going to play the thing that I did last time when I played Forco and I really enjoyed it, which was the Bolt uh, Sniper Rifle plus Hannibal plus, plus uh, Massacre in the Harris and then just take some other good stuff out of Forco. So I decided to take some spicy options like the Crocman, uh, Crocman Multi-Sniper, and my intention was to throw it across the table. If it mm-hmm. failed, it lands in my deployment zone, but it's a Multi-Sniper with TO, so that seems okay, yeah. uh, even if it's out of cover. And it's likely with the new cover rules that I can like find some bogus cover, like a random soda can on the ground or something. I'm like, now I'm in cover. Um, so that was a that was a, that was a thought I had. And so I was like, well, I still need some sort of ARO presence. And so what I ended up uh, what I ended up with was this, which was um, a secure double secure to link uh, with two fear box in it. And I was like, maybe I'll put a wound on a Zuyang, or maybe I'll put a. Or and I know you had been discussing the Maggie list with me as well. So I was like, maybe I'll put a wound on Maggie, and that will be worth it. And they're relatively cheap. And I was like, I don't care for, um, I don't particularly care for a security link. I didn't really want to pad with security. And I was like, I love CSU and they're cheaper and they're more capable than a security. Um, so I took three of them, which is the max AVA. It's only 11 points now for that specialist version. Yeah. And it comes with the, and because like, you don't have to, you don't need the nanopulsor anymore to get that direct template weapon. Yeah. So I was just like, sure, seems fine. I just threw them in there without really thinking about it. And I was like, I just need to, I just need to get to the plus three BS, and then just like ignore the rest. Like the rest, you you could just be a net rod for all I care. And I was like, I guess I I can corner guard with you if it really comes down to that. Um, 
Then I took the Chimera because my, uh, the Uberfall rather, because my, my intention was to, we were playing capture to protect. So I figured you probably would have some flashball spots and the Uberfall totally ignore that. So I could just jet them across the field after I blow up all their friends. Um, and I took a, a Kali because AD is good. And then I took, uh, you know, a bunch of other random stuff like zero hacker, zero uh, deployable repeater EM mines. Because I figure if I can't hack you, I can at least EM the shit out of you. So I was like, I'll do that thing. Adam hates that. I'll do the thing Adam hates. Um, and no. then, yeah, and then I just took some flashball stuff because it seems fine. Um, yeah, I think war cards are still relevant. I'm more than happy to spend the command token to flip the order regular if I need to. And just having the, the throwaway arrow is fine because the rest of the list is full of beefcakes. Um, like uh, Hannibal and the Bolt. So that was what I decided to take. Um, yeah. You want to you run through the, the game real quick? <laughs> so, yeah, I basically set up with a hard left flank, partially just dictated by the way that the table was set up. Um, also, I wasn't totally sure about putting my Magariva guard out of cover on the right-hand side to advance. In retrospect, maybe I should have done that. I don't know. Um, my backfield, I learned my lesson against... Well, I thought I'd learned my lesson against Nate with his um, with his Garuda, so I made sure my doctor, my engineer, are facing backwards. My Zhiyang Link was facing back, except for the people that need to face forward. I, my back edge, I felt, was pretty covered. I did put my tractor mole with no equipment at all, just in that far right corner, um, to declare alert if necessary. But I was feeling pretty good about it. The Magariba Guard ended up on my left as well. There were some... Um, some gaps that could actually fit through now, thanks to the new movement rules, uh, to, to move out of my deployment zone much more easily. Um, and it kind of felt like the side of the table that I could bully you a little bit better, especially with those two uh, security gearbox. Yeah, because there's that big uh, landing platform with the dropship on it, or I guess the uh, the Hornet from Halo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of um, I was concerned about a run through the middle because I knew Maggie wasn't on the table yet because she was your reserve. So I sort of assumed that you might put her on your right like you were planning. So I had to mm -hmm. set up to account for that. So my my security were in the pillboxes very conveniently, and they sort of covered the center the center field. Um, and then I just sort of scattered everything else around, put my zeros on both sides of the, uh, sides of the table, and then I decided not to throw my crockpit over the over the center line because uh, I figured I could drive it across the center line and and then, and therefore not telegraph that I had something. So I I, I knew you would leave something. Uh, advanced, but behind cover, and I could get behind it and get it out of cover with a, with a sniper rifle from across the table. So I decided to do that instead. Um, and then I responded to your Magariba placement on your left, my right, with an Uberfall on my right as my my uh, reserve. Yeah, that really that really ended up slowing me down. I mean, you, people can read the battle report on your website, of course. Um, yeah. I think for me, some of the big takeaways are tags are very good, but only if they have things to shoot at. Yeah. Right, like I took down the two fear box with my uh, with my Zeong HMG, and then my Magariba guard was like, "Cool, I guess I'll kill a flashball spot and a war core." Yep. Um, and then you know, I put her into suppressive fire to make sure that you didn't run up with the with the Uberfall, mm -hmm. only and be shot off the board by a freaking bolt sniper. Yep. Holy crap! Like we'll talk about this more, but bolt snipers are absolute units. Yep. They are so good this edition holy shit um yeah no it felt real good <laughs> just monstrous just monstrous um so yeah no like that that you know it's still it's not you know invincible right no Armor certainly not it's still pretty good um 
but you know, apparently not good enough. <laughs> did you um, did you look at taking the missile launcher, John? I did, and in fact, the the current iteration of the list that I'm exploring looks like this. Just to sort of complete the thought, so here is what I was considering. And we can embiggen this. Hopefully, this is now legible. So this is what I was thinking. So now I've changed from I've dropped secure to link entirely, and what I've decided to do instead is take a five-man. Um, uh, oh, this is the wrong. This is the wrong one. This is this is uh, this is well, this is this is a different one, which is also fine. Um, but let me actually pull up the one I was I was talking about. This is close to some of the things I was looking at when we get to the um, four post section. Here we go. Here's 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 the thing that I was considering. So. Um, uh, I was I was considering taking a a bolt core now. So Hannibal massacre and the multi sniper, and that's my pushing Harris. I'm going to push with them up the field and leave mm -hmm. the missile launcher and hacker behind if I have to, or whatever survives effectively. The missile right. launcher I'm going to throw under the bus turn one in reactive and be like, okay, come at me, bro. If you kill the missile launcher, great, but you probably got blown up or something got blown up maybe because uh, he's rolling on 19s. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So um, all bolts, all bolts got marksmanship now. For yep. people who missed that, so they ignore cover. So yep. your bolt, like uh, your bolt multi sniper, was hitting my my um, my Griba guard on 19s. 16, 16. So it was only in Harris. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, yep. And then you know just the regular the other stuff that I took, uh, the the zero package that I took, the croc bands in the second group with a bunch of like orders. I really love the CSU. Um, Really quick, going back to the game, they two of them rolled 8-4 movement, and that allowed them to break out of my deployment zone, get to where they needed to go, and just start wrecking face. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, um, so definitely I love those guys. Uh, and we can talk in detail about the Chimera too. But yeah, this is, this is what I was thinking about to replace the, um, the, the list that I had if I were to play this mission again. Just sort of iterate. Like, that's one of the things I like to do is after a mission, go back and like sort of tweak the list and see if there's any holes that I can fill or whatever. Um, yeah, I think the thing that in in our game um, that that almost won it for you, uh, um, yeah, was the your call. Oh so, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, your call came in. It took out or didn't take out the uh, the flash pulse or not even flash pulse bot, the minesweeper bot. Um, it's right there. It, the... it, it killed my dozer. Yeah. So once I got the Magriba guard down, I had nothing, nothing to to come back with. Um, and that really did it. It's just really the in the new edition being able to risk putting airborne deployment basically anywhere on the table mm -hmm. because there's no there's no like safer area due to dispersion, right? It's yeah. all risk. So you may as well just go for the gold every time. Um, yeah, having the option of ending up on my deployment zone, killing my engineer, that made me very sad. Um, and unfortunately, I still won. <laughs> What one to zero? Um, just four to three. Four to three. Was it four to three? Yeah. Oh, that's because, right, because right. of the yep. the points were not letting the person take the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that makes the score feel better than we either of us deserve. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that I will mention is that uh, the reason why uh, it was that score is because I wasn't really paying attention to the profiles, so I made some assumptions based on N three stuff, and so you really do need to take a step back and remember that we are all new players again. 
Yeah. And you need to read the profile and stop before you execute on the plan that you're like very comfortable with because it may not be the best plan. So you can read the battle report to find out what I'm talking about. I don't want to take too, too much more time about this. Uh, yeah. But that's that's the, the takeaway. Yeah, if only if only you knew your army better, John. Yes, if only I knew, yes. You Precisely. literally would have won it with nothing I could have done. But that didn't happen. Victory to Adam. Um, so. <laughs> I will say absolutely. They need, uh, you, you have to read every single thing over again because I was immensely surprised when I would see small changes mm-hmm. that would go up. And I was like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, oh, Sometimes oh. these small changes are huge changes. Like bolts getting marksmanship. Eh, who cares? Like, oh, whatever, bolts suck. It's like, well, wait a minute. Bolts are always hitting on 16s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's awful. That's horrible. And they have MSV1. So even if you have MSV1, guess what? They're hitting on 16s. Yep. It's glorious. Don't like it. So, well, with all that, so we've already talked a bunch, of, you know, a bit about NA2 armies because those were all the games we played. So let's, uh, let's jump right in with Drew's, shall we? Let's get to our main feature. That's so Drew's, Drew's were the first the first NA2 army uh, to come out. When they came out, I jumped on them immediately. Um, they were something that I wanted. Like, I almost said QK when I was early starting the game because I thought Drew's were so cool. Um, but then they came out the whole Drew's army. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play them. I took them to Las Vegas Open, hosted by this gentleman right there on the on the podcasting couch. Um, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, him. <clears throat> um and I came in third. Like, the army had only been out for six weeks. Yeah. And I love the shit out of that army. Everything in that army makes sense to me. So. Oh, we made it better. It, well, let's start. Why don't, why don't we discuss then a couple of the changes to Druze themselves? Because I have heard, like, your friend Eric, he only took one Druze in his awesome Druze list. And, uh, but that seems to be what I've heard resonated over and over again is, like, you really don't need that many Druze. But then some of the big, like, uh, like you know, cheesy Drew things you could do, like an EM shot from across the board, like, aren't as viable anymore. But then that's only a Drew's hit themselves. Otherwise, I think the army got some major, major buffs. Right. So I'm, I'm actually in the opposite camp. I like the Drew's unit quite a bit. Um, and this, to me, is actually, it's, there's, to me, the strength of Drew's is the Drew's. Like, I used to kick ass with, with Ikari because of Drews. Um, Drews have an answer to everything when it comes to fighting, right? Your individual guy is, like, solid armor. Armor 3 is, is, is exceptional now with the crit mechanic and how easy it is to get cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're basically armor 6 most of the time. X-Visor means they can reach out to 32 inches, you know, hitting on 12s, 9s in cover. Mm-hmm. With oh, oh, really important. Commie rifles are now not only reach out to 40, not 48. Uh, like, oh, the negative six range? Yeah. yeah. Well, before yeah. they could reach out to 48 on negative six. That's right. That's right. So the, so now there's no no more cross-mapping X, <laughs> X-Visor or triangulated fire with commie rifles. Just just a heads up for those of you, <laughs> you know, um, doing silly things with Kaitsotsu. Yeah, so like damage 14 combi rifles reaching out there. The plus one damage to the basic skill attack for as far as I can tell now applies to the chain cult, which it didn't before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're faster. They're 4-4. Four, four. The only thing I didn't like about them before was that I, I needed to find something to shoot every turn or I felt stupid moving 4-2. Yeah. 
right? I was like, let's move it away where I can shoot something, damn it. Um, you know, I've had like a five-man Drews link where I think I, it was four Drews. Actually, this was an Akari game, but like four Drews and a Tanko. Right? Tanko gets wasted. The four Drews move up the table, and they just kill everything in their path. Um, I believe that was the game I killed a Kriza with a viral pistol. Yep. Good. Good. Right? <clears throat> like, it's okay, though, because I, I uh, dodged a... Uh... Uh, Nazmat or something into base to base with an alpha seed. That's Stop right. It cold. <laughs> it was awful. Um, but yeah, no. So like for me, the when I'm looking at Drews now, I will probably not only have a Drews core, but now a Drews Harris. Um, and that's because they've they've changed the DEP. Yeah, they've gotten rid of the DEP profile, and now all of them have um, all of them have Harris. Which means I don't need to take like the one SWIC, yeah. cost as many points as a Panzer Pass profile for the privilege of taking a Harris. Mm-hmm. So they I did. They I, did make the grenade launcher more expensive though in SWIC. So you know, they, they did. Fine. And to me, the grenade launcher kind of like when I do my um, my US Ariadna list, where I just spam you with uh, with Kayusha because it's trolly and funny. Um, like that wasn't. That was never the the winning strategy. No, it, it was actually really convenient though. A lot of times, it gives you it gives you a like a last ditch effort sort of button sometimes. And yeah, on your U.S. Ariadna tactics though, it is probably the most accurate military uh, tactic and strategy that exists in Infinity. I know, right? Like, don't risk don't risk sending troops when you can just send missiles. It's all artillery. It's yep. Yeah. King of the battlefield. That's right. Um, but so yeah, I I really like the Drews. The if I remember correctly, the hackers previously didn't have X visors. That's correct. Yeah, they didn't have X visors. The HMG didn't have X visors, and the the multi sniper I don't think had an X visor either. Now they all have X visors. Yep. Can X-Visor? we just talk about the killer hacker Drews awesome. for a moment? And how awesome she is. I mean, yeah, like a regular Drews does everything. The killer hacker does everything and kills hackers. And has a marker state that you don't have to roll for. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that right? Cybermask doesn't have a roll anymore. Mm -hmm. Good. So if you want to mine up the midfield, I'm just going to Cybermask and waltz on through and then viral piss you in the face. I mean, so that's actually not a bad bad unit to, uh, to use just a solo specialist. I was, I legit was, uh, so, you know, when we eventually get to Hawk time, uh, like in, in the show, right. We, we try to play the reason why we played white company Drews and, uh, and dust shot and foreign company before this was, so we had something to talk about for the show. We always want to have, uh, some contextual experience to bring to the viewer. Right. Um, and so before we do the Hawk thing, I want to, the Hawk show, I want to play a game of Hawk and I want to, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just say right now, I want to take Maggie because I want to try the all the guns profile, and I was gonna take um, take two Drews KHD because why the hell not? It's a great profile. It's true. Yeah, it's it's a rad profile. Like all in all, I'm really happy with the basic Drews. I can totally see why somebody would take the minimal amount of Drews possible, though. Right? Like they are they are a profile where if you are not comfortable getting all of the mileage out of them then they're not going to be good. You know, yeah. if you don't get 
like Drews don't sit back and shoot. Drews to me are a link team that's made for advancing up the table. Mm-hmm. Like the X visor makes them feel like they're a long range unit, but really the X visor just helps them deal with the long range engagements when they get up close to the mid and short range. Um, you know, a burst three viral pistol is, is no nonsense. Um, and I'd most times rather shoot the burst three viral pistol than the combi rifle. Once I can get within eight inches, um, and same issue with, with the chain call, right? Like, there's always something they can do. There's always something that they can do that when you go up to shoot them, that is bad for you. Yeah, the the chain, the ubiquitous chain call is is awesome. Actually, it's not ubiquitous. There's like three profiles that don't have it. Yeah, just the hackers and the. Yeah. Oh no, the MSR has it. There it is. Yeah, no, just the hackers. Yeah, which is a huge bummer. If they had it, they would be my go-to every hack list. <laughs> if if I could for a second, when you guys first talked to me about coming on and doing this one, you guys were like, look, Joel, we're going to talk just to like, not profiles necessarily, we're going to talk big, big strategy. And so I was like, man, yeah. what do I need to think about here? What do, what do I need to kind of encapsulate here as, as somebody who loves uh, mercenaries so much in every game I play? Um, and so I came up with like these two general concepts, right? Um, okay. So the first one is, it's something that everybody really understands. Um, you know, it, it has to do with context and acid with lieutenants but then i thought deeper about it and i thought okay so you know some factions are known and have really great lieutenants and and those are you know emblematic of those of those factions but then you have the other side where they lack those and so really what you have as a concept that i think it's great to frame some of the stuff with is you have pmos you have you know uh, professional military organizations on one side in the na2 mm-hmm. Right, and we're not going to talk about JSA today, and we're not going to talk about Spiral Cold. Yeah, yeah, and and they both represent PMOs to me, and I can make the argument. And the other side, you have pirates. So, and you're the real differentiator is two criteria. One is generally um, no name lieutenants or weakish lieutenants, or where the lieutenants are not the strongest piece of them. The mm-hmm. second criteria for what makes a pirate force different than a PMO force is that the pirate force has a heavy reliance on irregular orders to accomplish mission objectives. So, okay. I've actually, I thought about this and rolled it back in myself. Like okay, yeah, good. Yeah, this, this is great. This, I, I think the Druze uh, are actually a pirate force. I don't think the Druze are a PMO. The core of Druze are PMO, inarguably. Like, fluff-wise, everything else. But... When you actually want to do the mission and the things that can advance you up the board and get things going, you have to rely on those regular forces. And so I think that pulls them, or at least lets them bridge that pirate to PMO force. Interesting. No, that's that's actually a really a really good way to speak about them broadly, right? Because, like you said, their core is going to be this this organized unit. Yeah. Which are the Druze, but they're going to rely. You know, they rely a lot on on Hunzikets. Mm-hmm. Um, Saito, Bashi Bazooks, like all these kind of extra, you know, the, all these units which are, which, which fill that that criteria more towards the pirate side. Um, so if anything, they, they feel kind of like a you know, military plus private security forces. But at the same time, right, fluff-wise, their core is very, like, one, like, uh, homogenous, you know, um, really, you know, historically religious-based, ethnically religious-based, or ethnically-based, and then they're using this flak force to go out there and just get, they're going to get hit first, 
and then we're going to come in later and sweep up everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that sounds so Drews to me. Um, and that's a lot how they play in my experience, right? You hit them from all the different angles with the with these other units. Um, you know, even even gameplay wise, I think things like Pathfinders, um, and now they have. Uh, sorry, not Pathfinders, uh, Peacemakers, and now they also have Bulletiers, kind of still fit into that one-off like harassing unit. You harass them a bunch. Um, and then the Druze go in and they mop up. And they are a really good mop-up team. Oh, my uh, God, yeah. I also like how they, you know, now that the timeline has advanced, it's sort of like some enterprising Druze or brawler engineer, like, bonked a pano security guard on the head and made off with the Bulletier. <laughs> So, no, I have I created this story for this. Okay. They, Let's hear it. Yeah. So, they got Taewoo. Yeah. This guy has all the connections, right? Oh. And this guy took a little while. It took him a couple months because he came out before in four. It took him a couple months to get the contract in place. But then he got the bulleteer contracts. Hey. That's what they're doing. And no, okay. you're That's how it works. That makes can sense. I just say, can I just say how sad I am? That while they got two bulleteers, they still only have one peacemaker. Yes, yes, oh. I agree. Especially oh. when Michael got them two. <laughs> so, so, so at LVO, I was running dual peacemakers because that's what they had availability on army, and yep. and they were clutch to securing the midfield. I mean, two peacemakers and two Hansa cuts does a lot. But can we talk about how peacemakers are better? Yeah, they are. Oh peacemakers are so good. <laughs> You just put them where you want. Yep. Yeah. Now their forward awesome. deployment is a mechanized deployment is gone, uh, yeah. which yep. has interesting yep. implications for Merovingia. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, now now they're just forward deployment eight, so you can put them on the tape, opposite table edges if you want. So good. Well, you only get one of them, but in Pano they could do something like that. Yes. Well, not well, everybody can be as rich as Pano. I know, right? But no, I'm really. I'm I'm really stoked with a lot of these changes. So I mean, like just just thinking about um, some high, you know some things that they gained, right? Like they gained Ada. Mm-hmm. Ada is another. I I really liked her in N three. Um, I'll use her in N four. She's similar. Similarly, it's just another short range harassing unit. She's gonna get up the midfield. She's gonna drop viral mines. She's gonna make people sad. Um, kind of an area denial with the new changes to um, to dodge. I kind of like her as a corner guard. Mm. And Sony moves around the corner to template you. You can dodge into combat. Um, she sells a burst four SMG. Not bad. She's or she's better in close combat, I believe, uh, with martial arts level two. Yeah. Um, uh, about well, Mar- the same, honestly. About the same. About the same. Yeah, martial arts level two got better. But yeah, but martial arts level two got better, right? It's yeah. the plus three minus three. Right. So. Yeah, no, like she's a solid like for twenty three points. Like if if she was a specialist, she'd be an auto include. I'm oh kinda, yeah, hundred percent. I'm glad they didn't make her a specialist. Um, just because I like that. I like. I don't like auto includes. Um, she's a, she's a choice. I don't. You know, I yeah. if you are looking for hyper optimization and everything has to have like a direct impact on your mission plan, I could see her getting cut. But if you're looking yeah. for uh, a more all-rounder list that has a uh, has some resilience to it, she's definitely uh, among the, my top picks. She has booty. I forgot about that. She has booty instead of scavenger. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she gained booty. She could come up with an ODD or a HMG or 
<laughs> Give eight eight HMG and watch the day change. Or a <laughs> oh my god. Right. That would be ridiculous. Or we also got Kunai. I did roll out my ABH my game uh, when I played against Obadiah. I played Akari, which we'll talk about in the next one. But yeah. Um, well, actually, so yeah, so they got Kunai, which are which I think are solid. Uh, to me, they're cheaper Lemieux. Take them for kind of similar reasons. Lemieux is a little bit tougher. I mean, I, w- uh, I would run the the forward deployment shock marksman, right? Just as an alternative, because I, like I mean, Saito Saito is nice because he he's a TO specialist operative, right? So that's great. Uh, but so if cheaper. but if I'm looking for a shooty thing that has TO, I'm going to take the kunai. Yeah, the kunai shock marksman with forward, with forward deployment is right because you're starting off in that plus three range. Yeah, like doesn't matter what his range, like you're you're good there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, authorized bounty hunters are wild card for them. So that's a new unit that you can sprinkle into your into your link teams. Yeah. With uh, with Goody with a reroll. Mm-hmm. So rad. Two chances for that HMG or the sniper, you know, multi sniper, whatever you want. Man, they just got so much stuff. They got Wolfgang Amadeus Wolf. And these are just like new profiles. We're not even talking about like the modifications that they made. Oh, yeah. Wolfgang, I think, is such an awesome piece across all the armies that he appears in. You're talking, you put him in a link, and he's a burst four, you know, multi-rifle with... Burst five link. Yeah. You're right, burst five link, my bad. Burst five link. Like, he's ridiculous. Climbing plus, he can get where he needs to go, he can kill most things in close combat. That dude is great. Yeah, I'm I'm actually thinking about him in a uh, in a Harris for Drews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as a small little execution squad to get up the field. Um yeah. And if you know if there's a better position to be had higher up, you can go take it. Or go, or go hunt down miss specialists that are hiding on rooftops. Because I think yeah. I think that's there's been a lot of focus on that now, at least in in the um, in the theory crafting that we've been doing. There's a lot of discussion of like, oh, just take the super jump or climbing plus specialist and then hide them in the midfield uh, until it's your turn again. Well, he yeah. sort of denies you the ability to do that safely. Yes. That's true. And you don't need to spend orders trying to spec fire them with a grenade. Right, yeah. So it's even more efficient. And now you've got a thing on top of a roof. <laughs> you've got a, a burst five multi-rifle thing on top of a roof. I mean, you don't need it. I mean, I, I, I honestly would run him solo because that gives that frees me from the from the awkwardness of having to like lug a bunch of Drews around as I climb clamber from rooftop to rooftop. And hey, burst, John, burst four is fine. Is he burst three DA in a link? Uh, yes. yes. That's an interesting thought. I mean, it's like the Karhu Fuhrbach, right? Yeah. Burst, I mean, you like HMGs. What if I told you you could have an APDA HMG? Right. <laughs> interesting. Right. Interesting. No, so, yeah, there, there's so much new stuff in here, but I think really, uh, we, we've touched on it before with your game against Eric. We should really talk about uh, Scarface. Oh, my God. So I, I did run him. And uh, I run the alpha because I like, uh, I relate. So um, I, I thought it was a, a ton of fun. I really felt in my first game whenever we took Akari. I, I did feel the repercussions of, of hacking. His ECM hacker minus three allowed me to dice off against interventors mm-hmm. and, oh, sure. not, and not be terrified. It was great. Regs that with them at 12 against your 13. Yeah. And I'm still BTS six. Like, yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, one against Mary problems with him. Um, 
He was. I thought he was great. Yeah, the heavy rocket plus one burst is is choice and gives you like all these different varying range bands. I, I really enjoyed that profile. I like that you can berserk you ten inches away and then kick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense that attack and berserk you. They really shouldn't care. Oh yeah, in, no. in N one there was a there was a tank shock rule. What? Yeah, you could like roll your tag and just like mow people down, and it would like they would take damage equal to your fizz or something. They have to make an arm save. It's like get out of the way, I'm Scarface. Boom, like that's, body check that's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is. Yep. Scarface smash. Yep. Um, well, so yeah, so I as in close combat, right? He's CC twenty two. Mm-hmm. He gives the enemy negative three. Yes. Like he got eye call from somewhere. Yeah. Um, He's very attractive. He's, he's just so smoking hot. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, plus three, you know, he is berserk plus three, right? So he can do the 10 inch charge and then hit you at CC 25. And you're still at negative three swinging back. Yeah. And he <laughs> lost Frenzy. Oh, I didn't notice that. So now he just always gets covered. Yep. No more oh. needing to keep Cordelia there in the duo to you know why? calm him down. He aged five years, right? He's been in the gym a little more. He grew his hair out. One of his dreads went gray. He's yeah. just a little calmer. You know what I mean? We all calm down. Now he's got grenades, too. That's how he lets out his rage. He oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yep. Zeke <laughs> <laughs> <Zika> is 13. <laughs> right? You just pop, you pop out of the tag, push the button, because he's also a specialist operative, and then just like start hucking grenades over a wall until whatever's on the side stops moving. Right. <laughs> I also like that he maintains the plus one damage to his ballistic cell attacks out of a tag. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just taking the big tag gun with me. Yeah. I got right. tags grenades. This, this boarding shotgun, shotgun is an eight gauge. Yeah. And what did he have? Did he have a light shotgun before? He did, yeah. Yeah. He had a light shotgun. Yeah, he upgraded. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, like, like, he's like older and just more pissed off. It's yep. great. That's funny. Like, he's going to have his tag and fuck you up. <laughs> Don't mess with him. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah, so those three profiles, we've got Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, right? So Alpha is the, the one we are familiar with from N3 with the Drew's profile, right? Where he had the Mark 12 in the Mark twelve with plus one burst, and now a plus one burst HRL. Before, it was just a regular HRL. Um, his Beta loadout is the, an APHMG with Panzerfaust. Because he needed a bigger gun, uh, and then there's this new gamma profile, which is an AP uh, Spitfire with plus one burst and a Panzerfaust. <laughs> that burst, that burst five AP Spitfire, to me is really appealing. Yeah, I can't say it's, that uh, I had the opportunity to use it, and it was indeed great as advertised. Right, it's it's a hard sell because you lose the HRL compared to the Mark 12 profile. Yeah, but gaining. AP in this edition, I think, is really important. He's he and he's absolutely fine getting up and in your face, right? Like you don't want him anywhere near you. He does all the bad things to you. Um, at least the nice thing is he doesn't have uh, a template weapon, so that does that does help a little bit when fighting yeah. him anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, hey, you're right on. Right, yeah, right, right, right. but like he can't he can't come around the corner and like chain rifle you or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. He has to get out and throw a grenade at your face. <laughs> Unless he pops out, exactly. Yeah. Well, for, 
Or first two damage, 15 boarding shotgun direct template you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he shows up. He's awesome. Yep. Yeah, um, honestly, I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you if Cordelia has changed. I look at her and I'm like, whatever, she's still whip 13 engineer. Um, I'll take a look. She <laughs> is basically the same. Yeah, she's yeah. still got the mimetism. She's still got the combat rifle and the chain colt, the decharges. Yep. Those yeah. are the only things that matter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that chain colt was super relevant. And then three, it's still <laughs> relevant now. Mm-hmm. She's a Drew's yeah. gal. It's it's a it's a badass profile. You know, I'm still a little bit sad that they haven't taken the opportunity to make a generic like Ram. Uh, isn't that the the name of the the class of, this class of tag? The oh, Ram. I don't know. That's I mean, I don't. I don't think they honestly do. Do we really need more profiles? <laughs> no, I guess I guess not. Right. I mean, it's just like thinking like you know a new player trying to get into this game, just like staring into the abyss, right? So. I can't tell you that WC has seen a significant rise in the last several months. That's fantastic news. That's great. And that's what we all want, right? Absolutely. Yeah, ultimately. That's Ram Horn. Thank you, Obi. Ram Horn. There you go. Yeah, no, it's he is he is phenomenal. I didn't take him very often before in Drews because I was spending all my points on Drews. Um but now he's good. Now I want to take him even more. Mm-hmm. So, oh, actually, one other small change we're talking about, speaking of tags, is the Anaconda really yes. dropped in points. Yeah. Step 55, 56, it went up in armor, it got faster. It's only two structure because you, you have the operator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, it didn't get faster, though, right? Not, not was it 2 before? No, it was 4-4. Four, four. Four, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it didn't really get faster. It just lets you advance and shoot faster. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, like closer. I, I, I realize like it's, it's so much in my head about it. You know what I mean? Like, you get the extra two inches, and look, we all like the extra two inches. But like, you got like that. Just that little change makes it so much more like viable and fun. But the overall, if you're move moving him, he's, he's yeah, he's exactly the same. Yeah. It's, it's, Still only covering ages of turn, but going from four from four four to six two is a pretty big deal because ideally with a tag you're shooting things, right? Um, and yeah, it's it it you know the, the, its rules didn't really change a whole ton. It just got cheaper, yeah. which is great. No like problem with that. It's now kind of it's now close to the cost of what I remember like geckos being. Yeah, it's a few yeah. points more than the old gecko. Yeah. How many more? It's a few points like. Uh, yeah. like two or three. Yeah, exactly. Five. Yeah, it's handful of points more than an old gecko, and it's a handful of points better than an old gecko. Yeah. And now the gecko is. I'm not talking about you, gecko. Oh god, the gecko is so good. That was that was last episode or two episodes ago. No, last yeah. episode. He's just like wiping the drool off the screen. Oh god, it's so good. I'm with you. I think Drews overall are like I thought they were competitive before. Clearly, like I went to LVO game and they're boom. Like they they can they can win games. Um, but now I look at them and it's like it's like a treasure trove of rad toys. I'm um, I'm really waiting for the mission lineups to start to come out in November. Yeah. Um, because right now I with you, Adam. I think that Drews is positioned to be like a really good NA2 army, like a top tier NA2 army. It's super focused. It's super tight. Um, 
even a good player or a new player can take it because the profiles are so few. You can be really focused in your knowledge. You can develop like those like knee jerk reactions that'll help you win games. Yeah, they have honestly, an answer to everything. Yeah, it being such a small army is not like a lot of people look at that as like they don't have a lot of tools. But the thing is, they really have every tool that they need. Mm-hmm. Is everything is there? You don't need you know they're not an army with like two or three tr bots, right? Like they don't get like some absurd thing to carry them. Um, instead, they they just rely on play the army, figure out the tools, use those tools, and you'll win games. And that's what I and that's what I think makes Drews the actual shock teams so good is that that this it, every single unit has a pile of tools. And if you figure out how to use those tools, you'll make people very sad. Mm-hmm. Tinbot is the only thing I'm missing in the army. Yeah, but they have such good hacker coverage and such cheap hackers. That I kind of feel like, well, whatever. I don't have a tin bot, but I'm gonna hack this shit out of you. Yeah, and they'll just face punch you into mush anyway. Yeah, like tin bot. Here's a viral pistol. Like, yeah, yeah, right. It's like this is my tin bot. <laughs> and they're not, and they're missing heavy infantry. That's the only other thing on this one on, on my list. Like they they don't have it, but are they missing it? They, I I I agree with you completely. Actually, I think that so the, one of the criticisms that came out about it was that, but I think that they're not missing it. Yeah, base models are the same price. Right. I think like it could have been cool if they threw like an Alpha Seed in there or an Azrael. Like, we got our hands on this big suit of armor, let's go smash something. Mm. But I I really like I like the way they operate without it. You know, even if I could take an Azrael or a, an Alpha Seed, I'm I probably wouldn't. Um, what if they took uh what if they had AVA one mobile brigada? I could link. Nah, maybe. It's so unthematic; it makes my heart hurt. And it, it's it's a liability, you know. It's now now I have something that you can hack other than just spotlighting me. I mean, it's an arm five beefcake with a gun. Can, I really I really like Wolverine as we'll get to when we get down to. Uh, <laughs> right. Shall we talk more about Drews in a different context? Yes. Let's go so, to the next. This is without a doubt my favorite. Uh, NA2 Army, um, the Akari Company. So, the guy's yeah. dream. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even know where to begin. Because happened. Let me know what you think about it. Okay. What was that? The Gaijin Dream, the Japanese style lager that they make. It's really high. It's actually got a lot of booze in it. Oh, it's good. I I get it almost every time I go there for that reason. Got it. It's a fantastic one. Um, no, so, like, at first I thought there were errors. Like, I couldn't be looking at this and, and have all of these things for my Akari be true and be part of, of what I have. So I was like, I'm not going to have any reactions until a couple of weeks after and see what happens to Army Builder. And then I checked, like, their sectoral charts and their fire team thing, and it's like, no, this is actually part of them now. Um, yeah. So, obviously, I think, I think the first one that, that gets... Probably all three of us excited is the Karakuri. So, um, by the way, when I saw your notes on this and I was like, dude, I didn't even look at the Karakuri. Yeah. Here's why. Because I went straight to Diokai linkability and was like, that's what I'm playing. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that's what I'm going to play. All day long, I'm going to play that model. Uh, yeah. So, please, uh, inform me about the Karakuri. Holy shit. Which is how it's written. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'll get to the Diakai in a minute, but Karakuri, so 
I really liked Karakuri at the end of N3 when they basically fucked up Total Immunity. And they're like, yeah, you're Karakuri, you're Armor 6 now because reasons. Um, you know, you'll get to play two games with this and then COVID will happen and don't worry about it. Um, models in the, in the entire inventory. <laughs> right. I mean, so much so that I've converted my own too. Yeah, me too. Because I was like, I can't have those. Um, yeah, so they lost Dogged. Cry, sad, whatever. They got an extra freaking structure. Like, they are R3 BTS 6 structure 3. Yep. They are tags. Yep. Like, with lower totally immune tags. Yeah, with total immunity. With total immunity. And they still have remote presence, which means to, to take one off of the table, you have to do five wounds to it through total immunity. So plus how like thematic Gizmo Kit Fizz Twelve is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're easier to repair, mm -hmm. right? Because Well, they're really one of the very few units in the game that has Gizmo Kit that isn't a remote or a tag. Right. <clears throat> um, so yeah, you can Gizmo Kit them, which means that you can repair them from a distance with sixty, you know, sixty percent of the time with an engineer. Mm -hmm. That's freaking rad. Um, Across the DPs are gone, and now they're all with Panzerfausts. Yeah, they all upgraded to Panzerfausts, right? Because that was one of the big problems with them. It's like, okay, well, unless you're taking the Mark Twelve, you don't really have much hitting power out past twenty-four, right? right. Uh, out to twenty-four, even even if you take it because you have the flash pulse. Now you hit out to thirty-two on BS thirteen with a Panzerfaust, and you can afford to stand out there in front of a missile launcher and be like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I'll take my one dice to your one dice. Let's find out what happens. Yeah, right. If I hit you, it's real bad. If you hit me, I maybe ignore it. As a matter so, of fact, I can try it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that the Karakuri and the different versions of Karakuri are more each each are more uh, more interesting now than they were before? Like, would you take different ones than the Mark Twelve? I would always lean on the Mark Twelve. Um, I, I still won't take the Kami rifle, which is a bummer. Right. Like if I'm taking a Karakuri, I'll take the Mark 12. I'll take the multi rifle. I like I like multi rifles quite a bit, um, especially again going back to I think AP is a very important rule this edition. Yeah. So, and actually, is the multi rifle new? Did they have a multi rifle before? That's new. Okay, I like that. Um, or the heavy shotgun. I really liked the heavy shotgun before, just running up the table, ignoring people, and then blasting them in the face with damage 15. Yeah, so I guess I I wouldn't take the Mark Twelve very often because I really was in love with the heavy shotgun profile, especially out of JSA because there was a lot of things you could do to clear the way uh, for them with like Ryukin Nine or something, and then all of a sudden you have this like monstrous beast in your in your midfield or worse yet in your backline just like lighting you up with heavy heavy shotgun templates back in N3 mm -hmm. when direct templates were still a thing for shotguns. Now I'm not so sure that it has its place. Right, because it doesn't really significantly buy you all that much over any of the other profiles. Because yeah, you get a second, uh, you get you get a burst two template, but they all have chain rifles. Right. So yeah. I mean, like, it's this is sort of like an optimization thing. Like it's inarguably like two templates is better than one. Um, right. Right. But when I evaluate profiles, I'm always looking for additional capability. So I would even take probably the combi rifle over the heavy shotgun. Really, what I think I'm gravitating towards is the multi-rifle because it's A, it's my favorite gun. Um, but B, um, you know, it, it, it 
does all the things that I wanted to do um, without you know having to pay the. I, I'll probably take the Mark Twelve, but I, I, I if I need to downgrade it, I would downgrade to the multi rifle. No, no, no question. Yeah, I'm I'm debating because I've got the um, the one that I've converted with the multi rifle, and I'm really considering or the Mark Twelve. I'm really considering switching it over to the multi rifle before I paint it. That to me feels like my go-to. Um, and you do lose, you know, you lose the extra. I, mean, I don't know, right? Because like you lose the extra range. And yeah. when you talk about burst three, when is a Mark Twelve multi rifle better than a Mark Twelve? It's only against things that are armor greater than seven. Or sorry, greater than uh, four, five, mm-hmm. greater than five. So it still advances better, right? If you haven't knocked something down with, you know, the amazing shooting ability of Akari. Cough, yeah. cough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess here's the thing, right? In JSA, the Mark 12 is a more likely choice. In Akari, the multi-rifle is definitely viable. Right? But those are two fundamentally different things, even though they share a lot of the same units. Um, JSA has a lot of hard, a lot of difficulty shooting its way out of its deployment zone. Less so now, but yeah. um, definitely still a problem. So you might need that Mark 12 to anchor a flank and push it. But uh, I, I sort of see Ikari. There's just so much. It's 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 just like a giant. Like it, 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 if you were to if you were to turn Ikari into a cartoon, it'd be like the scissor, the scissor lift like punching glove thing, right? It's just like I reach out across the table, I punch you. And I'm going to continually do that until you like decide to stop playing. Um, yeah. And so they don't need it, but yeah, like I, I sort of see it as like, yeah, go ahead and try to remove the specialist. Try. I, we have dipped down already into some cool profiles, but to pull it back up real quick, like I have, I considered, and I, I played the car e, um also for a long time, but I played it the opposite of you, Adam, because I really enjoyed um, like leveraging like the the pirate aspects of it. And now I think like it is definitely the epitome of of a pirate faction. It has. No interesting lieutenants. It has the lieutenants are a liability almost in every single way. Uh, the lieutenant they get cheaper for Kesotsu, which is good yep. uh, by half of SODC, which is important. Yep. Um, the Tonkos got cheaper, which is also important. But then uh, the interesting thing that happens with Tack Window in Ikari, uh, Ikari is probably one of those factions that is most impacted by the change in format, depending on whatever you play. If you're going to play freeform, this army plays completely different than if you play Tack Window than if you play Limited Insertion. It's yeah, yeah, completely different list building aspects. Like in Freeform, I would play eighteen, nineteen order Ikari lists with tons of irregular and impetuous orders mm-hmm. and pirates dropping from the skies because it's raining men left and right, which is normally the name of my lists, honestly, with Ikari. Um, and it's and it's wonderful. It's so much fun. Uh, to have all these threats and people were just, man, Yan Yan are such a pain. Um, yeah. When you move it down to tack window and those really do matter in a very different way, like it, it completely changes, right? When regular orders change. Um, but now, like I didn't take any irregular orders. Uh, I'm not saying I won't because I looked at, I read some of your guys' uh, uh, articles about this and I, I think there's some good arguments there. Uh, I very rarely go through all my command tokens anyway, so uh, unless I'm playing to shot where I do a lot of um, link swapping. Sure. So, right. um, but in Akari, I don't. Uh, interesting things is I found myself continuously reaching back into the same um, 
the same link that I'd always used before that, you know, that like for me, it was three K so two, um, all Lieutenant guys, a brawler MSV two and a Tonko missile launcher, which dropped in five points. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I leaned back into that because I know exactly how it works. And I did it again. Um, you reminded me that, uh, Drews don't have core anymore because I was really actually looking. I was actively looking for ways to create alternate core links with the mm -hmm. army, and so I may try a, uh, an opportunity that's more like like your like you know multi uh, small unit uh, tactics concept because I think you do that with Wu Ming pretty easily. And so yeah. now, go ahead. Well, so yeah, Wu Ming are a little bit more interesting. So one of the big, probably the biggest change to a card company overall is the they've made the links more flexible. Yeah. Right. So before you had to take if you want to take the special um Kaisotsu hair or core, right? You had to take one Tanko, one Brawler, yeah. and three Kaisotsu. And they've really added up the flexibility where now you can just add one of those to a link yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. So that makes like the reliance on things. Like a lot of people felt that that like Evo was necessary so you could get team pro up so that your teams don't fall apart. Um, I just hit my link leaders. I don't know what I was doing differently than other people were, but yeah. Now with the added link flexibility, um, I actually still really like that same core with the Tanko missile launcher. The yeah. um, but now I feel like there's really a lot of room for a solid Harris option. And it's either for me, either going to be the Wooming or the Drews. I go back and forth. It's funny that they're like so similarly cost. There's only one Harris. There's only oh. one Harris in Akari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, it, it, when I saw it, dude, I was so excited. Um, yes. But yeah, go ahead. We mentioned it already. Let's go to it. It is the Daiokai plus two Tanko Harris. It is here in Akari. They have it. Hallelujah. Yes. My, my octopus tentacle love, Diokai, will be happy that he can bring his friends along. This is one, one of the only methods in the army for gaining and utilizing extra orders in the it's, NCAA. It's right? so fucking cheap. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it dropped like four points, right? Like it was, yeah. it was good. And, then, and the boys, the Takos, Got silly, and they have Harris or I mean, they're Harris normally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That twenty-seven points instead of thirty-two was the missile launcher in the previous version, yep. right? So you drop five. Then yeah. the other ones are between what seventeen and nineteen points. Yeah, for heavy infantry. Yeah. Yep. So they do have stealth, right? Did I forget that? They do they have stealth. stealth. Good because. I forgot that in my game with Obadiah, which was massively impactful. I mean, I would just like to point out that for 81 points and four and a half swick, you can have this Harris. Which is? Triple missile launcher. Oh, three take missile launchers. That's a lot of... That's a lot, that's a lot of dank. That's... It's viable. I played a dual tanko brawler Harris back in the old days. Yeah, I know. It was good. Yeah, if you want it cheaper, you can throw a brawler in there. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, can brawlers join them still? Yeah, 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 I, absolutely can. I, yeah. So I think the Diokai Harris is uh, is so much fun. I couldn't wait when I saw it. Like, 
so the way that my game with, with Obadiah went is I reached into um, my storage compartment in, in the RV, and I grabbed the black bag, and I said, okay, I threw it in the trunk. I didn't throw it. I placed it gently. I threw it, I put it in the trunk gently, and I drove and went to work, and I got off of work, and then Pitt was like, oh, I got the shot. I know I got the shot. And I opened it up, and I had a car. Nah. Right. And, and I'll be honest with you, I was really not excited about a card because the way that I like to play them is how I described it earlier. I want heavy pirates. I want, you know, I want it to be rain and men. You know, this is San Francisco. And um, like we like, OK, let me try something new. And then I went through it and I really dug into it. And I was like, man, I'm going to do Scarface, a Diokai Harris, the core with, uh, you know, Missile Launcher Tonko and MSR. And then a crack hot, and by the way, Army says we get two. Army says you get two crack hots, not the one that is written in the um, in the in the Army list that's put out by CB. So that's yeah. awesome because yeah. I really enjoyed the crack hots. Uh, yeah. Crack hots are fantastic. I mean, right? Like, I actually still think that there is room for the very pirate feeling Akari Company. Yes. It's not, it's not necessarily like four Yan Yan and an Evo, right? right. <clears throat> it might just be two Yan Yan. Yeah. And whether you take Evo or not, I actually feel like Evo is less important now with the new scatter rules, with really? the new dispersion rules. Um, so like 16 points, throw two Yan Yan in there. If they do something, they do something. Impetuous is no longer uh, obligatory, so you can hold them back now until you know, turn two or turn three. Um, you don't need to throw them out there on turn one. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, I think. That's that's, that's, a that's huge changed. Deal. Like you, you can, you can not telegraph the fact that you have Yan Yan, and they're cheap enough that people won't notice. Um, and all of a sudden, you can have a chain rifle fall from the sky. Right, right, right. I mean, you still get your one ninja, so you know, <clears throat> yep. ninja possibly out there. Yep. Um, and then maybe they think you have a Bashi. Yeah, or 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 that you didn't fill out all fifteen orders, which happens frequently now, right? Like I I I don't always hit the cap, like in sixteen points is an easy number of points to to miss. Yeah, yeah. true, true. And you throw that AP in there, so that's good. Yeah, no, it's so yeah. So Kari also benefit um, from having all of the Scarface profiles, yes, which before they did not; they only have the one. So now. Now Scarface with the souped up equipment is in any army that can get Scarface. So Scarface is way cooler everywhere that Scarface can be cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love it. The um oh so Desperados got cheap. Oh god. Oh my god, yeah, they did. Right? Like Desperados are now the biggest competition for Yan Yan. You're like, yeah, do I take four Yan Yan or a couple Desperados? I mean, let's compare this to a Morlock. <laughs> for, for six points. Right? Let's it's ignore this... Morlocks. What's up? Let's ignore Morlocks. Yeah. They were they were they were such a great option for nomads. And, and I understand that that's Chromat Academy and everything, but like like now with Desperados, man, you that six point assault pistol plus one burst guy mm-hmm. is pretty dope. So it's basically a Morlock that rolled the thing you want to roll. Yep. <laughs> With a smoke grenade launcher. Yep. Yeah. And smoke grenades if you want to roll 16s. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or regular Which one grenade. do you want? 
Yeah, grenade launchers on 14s, regular grenades on 16s. Yep. It's, yeah, it, it has a, a shock or AP CCW instead of EM. That's the big, or DA, right? It doesn't I mean, have, I'm, I'm not going to roll this into close combat most of the time. Yeah, no, they're not made for close combat. They're made for getting up close and then pelting you with five shots on 14s. Adam, did they get a lot better in CC? Uh, not a lot. I mean, they were always high, high in CC. But I thought they were like 15. I thought they were gunners more than. But I mean, that... gunners more than anything, right? Because they, like, even still with CC 21, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to go run them into combat yeah. um, without having martial arts or something. But I mean, before they were actually before they were 18, um, they still they still have six cents, mm-hmm. which is cool, but you can't use it to delay anymore. So meh. They now dodge on 13s in case yes. in case MSV. Yep. That's awesome. Like the whole bike change with dodging, because bikers have always been great physique models. Jesus. But like you never dodged because we're like, why? And they were just a liability. Bikers are such a safer bet than they used to be. Yeah. I mean, Yogito, who's in this army, is now a ridiculous creature. Um thank you for bringing him up. It's perfect. Yeah, Yojimbo is... John, you've, you've got a lot of experience using Yojimbo. Well, now he has a plus one burst contender, so I'm more act- more likely to shoot with it in the active turn. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, like, being immune to criticals is huge. Um, is it? Yeah, he's is immune it? to criticals, yep. No, but I mean, is it huge? Yeah. Because now, now I can, like... Well, because the, the problem... Well, the, the issue is uh, in... The previous edition, if he got crit, right, you just do a wound. Oh, sure. Well, the, like, the new one, he has in, NWI, right? Like, I don't want him taking two wounds. I'd rather him take one. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, being immune to criticals is clearly better than not being immune to criticals. But I feel like it doesn't make you immune to the losing the face-to-face roll. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But what I'm saying is, with the new crit changes, he really does not want to, to get crit. Because sure. you could fail both. And yeah, a lot of the times when you use Yojimbo, you roll him out into an arrow where uh, you're expecting him to get hit once, but he can keep going because of an NWI. And if he did not have immunity criticals, that would not be guaranteed. Now it is, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Right, right, right. So you can still, like, basically it was CB's way of being like, you can still use him the way you expected to use him. Hey, did his melee weapon get downgraded? No, it's always been DA. Yeah, he's never he never had an explosive or anything like that. Yeah, um, crazy koalas don't clear mines for him anymore. His martial arts did get downgraded though, because he's not burst oh, yeah. anymore. That's a big deal. But he yeah. will wreck you, real he's hard. Damage seventeen DA yeah. weapon. Yeah, on CC twenty seven. On CC twenty seven, <laughs> so it's happening for eighteen points. Yeah, he got cheaper yeah, he too. Dropped three points. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, the crazy koala changes are, are really going to benefit him as well. Because now you can roll up, chuck a crazy koala around the corner, then roll around the corner and be like, what do you do? Are you can oh, dodge? Here. Right? Like, huh. what's, what's going to yeah, happen? They, they activate just like mine's now, Joel, so they activate in your own active turn, mm-hmm. where they didn't before. Yeah. So okay. You, yeah, so you move eight, you deploy one. And then yeah, you you move around the corner into close combat. Your move. 
Yeah, you right. Still, well, you still get two? Yeah, you still, get, still two. get two. He has mine layers, so you can start with one of them deployed. Don't do I'm, that. Unless, yeah, unless I, I, you're I, defending an area. Like, unless you expect the enemy to drop Yang on you or something. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think I think he's. I, I need to get some more. Ex- I when when we get to the JSA chapter, I'll be playing Yojimbo. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> I, I need I need I need to really get him on the table to really understand what's going on. But I really like what I see. Along with a climbing plus Shinobu. Yeah, although I think um, I'm a little bearish on Shinobu and Oniwaban right now because of the changes to crits. They they can't just auto delete a tag in the same way anymore. Right. Right. So that. Is a little sad, but the things that we can talk about JSA later. Let's not talk about JSA. Yeah, yeah. Don't it. yeah. but it's yeah. time. It's time. Hey, this uh, did uh, so. Kandrot saw no changes. Would anyone take her? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I I took the duo before. The duo is fantastic, um, and here's why: because uh, it lets you do things like um, get into close combat with multiple things while the other is moving. Right, yeah. so you you can leapfrog between like it. It's basically like a like a mini Uber fall. It's way more expensive, but the 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 the, the thing I like to take is the uh, Red Fury Krakot with Kendrat, and that lets you like leapfrog between members of a link team and just eat them. <laughs> and can, uh, if you if you want to get Predator, you will get Predator. <laughs> can we can we talk about two important changes on the uh, on the remote side, and yeah. that's the changes to. Um, uh, primarily to Lu Duan, and are now probably one of the better choices, even yeah. over Ruchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy crap! Especially in a force like this, that like where it's very easy to get access to smoke, and throwing heavy flamethrowers, two of them through smoke because you don't give two rats asses. Yep, probably oh, pretty good. Yeah, burst heavy flamethrower through smoke is, is it's awesome. So MSV one letting him see through smoke. Heavy flamethrower ignores the negative six. Totally fine. Yep. Yeah. Like there before when you had to choose between a Ludo on and the Rushi, you were picking between shooting through smoke or not. It, did you have the SWC? Did you have the SWC? And that was the only criteria for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that, they gave it, weirdly enough, right? They gave it mine layer and deployable repeaters. Yeah, that's a right. that's a random addition. Well, it's it's not it's not so much of an addition as a uh as a um, a fix to some issues, right? So they did this with the Moran, um, where there was like the the it was basically to avoid the token state repeater issue. Okay, that's what they were trying to avoid. It used to have a repeater. It used to have a repeater. It no longer has a repeater. Now it's gained deployable repeater, right? And because basically because it has a marker state, they didn't they didn't want to introduce the additional camo shell game of like, am I going to get hacked if I walk next to this random camo token or random like okay. hollow echo token? Good point. Good point. I'll accept it. But I can still disguise it as a Rushi with a repeater. You could. Just to confuse people. You could. Yes, absolutely. And then, like, where that deployable repeater come from? It's like, just ignore that. Just just ignore that. Also, Alpha Z got the plus one burst on the HRL finally. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Now I will take that amazing model. I love that model. All I wanted them to do is just, like, just get regular smoke grenades, just give it something. So that the HMG doesn't just blow it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, what? I'll take a burst three HRL very happily. Mm-hmm. Very happily. Zero complaints. Burst so, three HRL. 
one of the Kari's consistent problems here is these are not the best. I mean, these are wild. These are the orcs of the Infinity World. These are these are the shitty shooters in this reach area because like they're not exceeding BS sixteen in full links ever. No, no, and that's and that's fine. Right, like Akari has a lot of tools to punch you in the face with. If one of them goes down, they'll punch you in the face with the next one. Um, yeah. But like you said, they're not an army that is going to, you know, they're not going to pan out you. They're not going to like utterly dominate you, like you said with those like BS sixteen, MSV three, HMG, like blah blah blah. Like, no, they don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I guess Akari feels like US Ariadna in that respect. Like everything in Akari will wreck your face. Doesn't matter what it is, it will wreck you. Um, and I guess it feels slightly differently because it just feels dirty when you're doing it, and where it doesn't feel that way in US Ariadna. And I kind of like that distinction. I don't know. It feels dirty in USA too. Trust I, me. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel as dirty in a car because I know that I've accepted the piratical lifestyle into my soul. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and, I'm like, ah, whatever. In, in, a, in a car, you never have the feeling of like, Oh god, I just landed actually all four of my grunt infiltrators. Oh, this is gonna be a bad game for you. I'm sorry. Like, no, that doesn't exist in the car. <laughs> or That's you miss all six like I had done. So the um oh. do, okay, so what do you think, guys? Do we go Drews or or uh or Akari? Which one's which one's like without knowing mission lineups and only having what we have, what do you guys think from a power perspective? I think we, I think Drews are better. All takers, ITS army. Um, I think that they do better at pushing buttons and winning objectives. Without Sorry, knowing more fun for me though. Yeah, without knowing the mission lineup, if I wanted to go there, if I wanted to go to a tournament and win the games of these two, and actually, honestly, for me, of any of the NA two armies, I play Drews. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. No, Drews is 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 crazy. Let's let's maybe shift gears a little bit though. Yeah. There are there are some good guys in in the NA two armies. Um, there's actually a few now, like solid fighting for the little guy, Guardians of the Galaxy esque. Are we going right to Starco or what here? I just know we're talking about Starco. You know, and so Starco for me were my, my introduction to nomads. Like I'm gonna play nomads, but I like NA two, so I'll do Starco. Um, that's before I got sucked into um, Bakunin. But Starco, for me, at first, I was the least excited about them. I was like, eh, whatever. <clears throat> I looked at the list. Nothing jumped out at me. They didn't get a, they didn't get a bunch of new units that a lot of other armies got. They didn't get the Vostok. So I was like, okay, next page, keep going. But after kind of talking about them with uh, with John and with Obi and, and Pete, um, and everyone was collectively dumping on them. I was kind of like, well, maybe they're not crap. What am I not looking at? Yeah. Right? And so, like, let's start like summarizing their changes, right? So we know that the um, the Emily got nerfed a bit. Yeah, go ahead. So, would you, before we get into this, going off the dichotomy that we've created, right? Would you call them pirates or a private military organization? Based pirates. on the criteria that the lieutenants are fairly are general mokes or like mo like mooks 
and that irregulars are essential for the operation of the unit, of, of the army. I would, I would personally still put them in PMOs, and They're here's pirates. why. <sighs> See, Don and I are going to disagree. <clears throat> That's why I love but this. So they, they, I will reserve my yeah, go. Go ahead, go ahead, Adam. Right, they still have lieutenants. They still have what? Big, Sorry, I, I didn't catch that. Terrible lieutenants. Yes. Terrible. They still have miserable lieutenant options. Mm -hmm. But I don't put... So the thing is, like, what really carries them, they get carried a lot on bandits. Bandits are their, you know, their camera infiltrating specialists and Raul Spectre, if you want to punch cases. Huh? And hard cases. I, I, they get one hard case... Yeah. And I didn't really feel like I was super heavy on them. Same thing with the Cataran. But Cataran. I feel like if Raul was regular, you would spend no less orders on him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you got to walk his ass up the board. Right. And if, if, if bandits were regular, you would still spend their orders almost every turn. Like, to me, both those units use their orders anyways, so yeah. to me, irregular is just a discount. Mm, I mean, yes and no. It's like so. I've I've played Starco and obviously Nomads a lot, and I think bandits are definitely scenarios where you don't activate them because sometimes just by existing, they're annoying. Um, so there are scenarios where I have not used bandits orders, and that actually comes up quite often for me um, because if. Until, especially on the first turn, right? Um, abandoned in the midfield alive is worth a lot more than abandoned has run into your deployment zone and killed like two things. Unless those are two really important things, but most of the case, most of the time, that's not true because I can't thread the needle as well. If you, it's like, I can, I'm not going to get into your deployment zone and like kill a Kreza with a bandit, right? Like, you, you, unless you've done something really bad with your deployment, um, in which case, you know, you've lost the game already, probably. If you get into combat, you might. One of my problems with bandits now is the change to booty, and according to IJW, mm -hmm. you have to roll the booty roll, and then you have to say that mo that marker got this. Uh, that means you know it's a bandit. That's a bummer, <laughs> um, but I'm kind of okay with that. It, it's really hard to hide what it is, anyway. Well, you have a hard case, and you have a bandit. And they're both irregular, and you you have to announce that that, that marker is irregular. So mm -hmm. you could hide that. And the thing is, like Starco, Starco got a little bit better at the camo shell game because they got the Alhawa mine layer yeah. right on the sniper. So they could have you could theoretically put out six camo markers. Two of them are decoy, or one of them is a decoy. Sorry, five camo markers. One's a decoy. One's a mine. Two are bandits. But now we know which two are bandits. I'm 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 okay with all this. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a bummer, but it's not something that I'm particularly upset about. Um, yeah, I guess I guess my issue with with Starco is that uh, as I got deeper into N3 and as I start playing N4, uh, I've I've never really liked Lynx, uh, and and Starco is just vanilla nomads plus Lynx, and I'm like, but vanilla, but there's no Zonautica. So Starco, Starco stock, in my view, drops dramatically. So are they are they pirates, John, in your boat, or are they PMOs? I, I think they're absolutely pirates because they definitely rely on a lot of 
disparate pieces that work together uh, because you made them work together and not because there's inherent synergies on their own. If that makes sense. Adam, your vote? Uh, I'm to me, they still feel like TMO. I don't know. I'm not will. I'm not ready to put them in there as a higher. I mean, fluff wise, I agree with you. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, so I think that they fit exactly in the criteria where I, I they are a bridging unit between both. Uh, like when I draw the Venn diagram for this, which I did. Um, <laughs> right. Um, this today at work when I had like 30 seconds and like wanted to think about something else. Um, I drew this and, and I put them right in the middle. The reason why is because I don't think that they're essential. I, one, I don't think bad notes are essential and, and that's a subjective choice. Okay. But without that criteria, like I'm like, I don't need irregular orders to make this situation work. Like I like Raul, I like bandits, but I don't need them. It's not a card where like I, or, or Drew's where I need them. Um, yeah. I can choose to play without irregulars and I'm not going to be terribly hampered. Um, and that's why I leaned on the PMO side, but with heavy, like, piratical influence. But, yeah, I, they're, they're, I, yeah, I, I think it's debatable. Um, which is great. I'm not, I'm not like firmly PMO, like, no, they're they're they're, but to me, they feel more on that side. But they've got some interesting stuff. Um, their links changed a lot, and that's why I noticed. That's where I noticed the biggest changes. They have a lot more wild card now. Mm-hmm. So like Spectre FTO is wild card. Um, Emily is wild card, which I think before she could only join. She could only join girls and Aguasiles. Yep. Yep. So now she can join Mobile Regatta, and Mobile Regatta got way more interesting because they are beefcakes. They are movement yep. six two with armor five. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, from the from the wild card selection is that Uhahu got it. Yes. Yep. By far makes probably Starco one of the best hacking armies in NA2, which is super important. And so if I can digress for a moment. Yeah. You have two wonderful link options that have both two. There you go. That have both Harris and core options that you can place Uhahu, one of the best hackers in the game, still one of the best hackers in the game, in. In addition, your repeater coverage options are second only to Corregidor, right? Oh. You get cats with the reg- you get <laughs> cats with deployable repeaters. You get bandits with deployable repeaters, sure. right? Um, so you do get the options to get out there and get in people's faces with the hacking aspects like immediately. Now, the only people who might be better is White Co. But White Co. is significantly better. <laughs> well, that's, that's reactive. The other thing, Joel, you didn't touch on is that both of those links that, that Uhahu can join that are Core and Harris, the Mobile Regatta or the Riot Girls, both of them get 10 bots with negative six. Mm-hmm. That's so, a big deal. Why you put them in there? That's why you don't put her with the Aguasilis. Yep, so a whip 14 hacker behind a negative six firewall I mean, is. You, you can put them in the Aguasilis anyway. You can, cheapen the, you can cheapen the Brigada link because you can make a mixed Aguasil Brigada link. That's legal. That's right. Yeah. Thank so you, you. You could do that if you wanted to. I mean, like, they're certainly good. There's definitely, uh, uh, who was it? Um, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting his name. Greg plays a lot of Starco. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm thinking of somebody from college, which is the incorrect person. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, 
they made heavy use of um, the Hellcat deployable repeater, so I'm not disagreeing with you there. And Hellcats got way better because they're now plus three fizz on the drop, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, they they definitely can. Uh, they definitely have the ability to deliver hacking exactly where you need it. Uh, and I'm not disputing that. I just think White Company is is just an order of magnitude better because of the consistency. Um, but I don't like their link is I don't like their link options as well. Like in, I mean, you get that negative six in there, which I think is so powerful that I look for opportunities when I'm building regular lists. So like, but I have to take this like dumb, dumb mobile regatta guy into a link that I really don't want to. I mean, my yeah. company gets that too. No, but they get Jujax, right. And you get paid Jujax, which is you pay Jujax prices. Sure. Yeah. So I'm just thinking like all these things that can join in, in Starco, all these different choices that can join August Hill yeah. are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So like massacre, like mobile regatta can join August Hill. Doctaris can join Aguasil, Massacre can join Aguasil, Rao Spectre's uh, wild card, um, Emily's wild card, Wahoo is wild card. Like you, you can definitely do the five man Aguasil link with with your one Aguasil. Basically, sure. whatever else you want. Do you think that the change to um, the range bands on EM grenades? I know we already spoke about this with Drews. Changed Emily's ubiquitousness in starco links so i took i took star i took starco to the european infinity championships two years ago and this is that's what i i took and i jacked people up with emily um yeah i mean she's she's expensive right she's 31 points the trick is though she's chain of command so right if both profiles were chain of command i would say that 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 the grenade launcher would be taken less frequently but since it's your only source of chain of command and you have such terrible lieutenant choices, I don't think, like, I don't think super ubiquitous, but you could, I feel like you'd have to make a case not to take her. I, I, I don't think she's a, I, I didn't think she was a, uh, a requirement in old Starco either, in N3 Starco. Um, Disagree. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if you wanted to play the EM grenade thing that's fine right like that's definitely an archetype you can build uh yeah. and i'm not saying it's bad it's just not necessary right it's it like you you don't need it to win with starco yeah. it helps you win right so you can argue we can argue about like now win percentages or something but i don't think it's necessary as far as the difference between the two profiles is concerned i don't think the 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 non-chain of command profile offers anything interesting right like right. It's, it has yeah. a gun like she has a gun yeah. okay cool and yeah, I mean, she's, yeah. Yeah, the only profile I would take if I took her is the EM grenade, of course. Yeah. But. So, can we do a NOF introduction here? Because you guys, you guys talked, um, like, in the, in the, in the show notes, you guys have brought him up several times, but I think this is a great place to bring him up. Yeah. Because he was a fr- initially introduced here with the army. Yeah. And I don't get it. Like, like, I still don't get it. Now? Like, why? Why yeah. is he amazing? He's burst yeah. three now in the active turn. I got you. I get that's it. a that's a pretty big deal, uh, and oh. like oh. He, he just deletes stuff, like that like a Q drone, which ordinarily would be like, oh god, how do I deal with this Q drone? He's just like, go away, get out of here, boom, gone. Q drone's gone. He will get rid of a Q drone. Yeah. And like that's often uh-huh. a problem I have to solve, right? I mean, I play at him, and he plays Q drones all the time. Right, so my my, <laughs> my Q drone's only gonna hit him on eights. Yeah, and he's on 13s. Yeah. He's going to be back at 13s, burst 3 versus burst 4. Yeah. Like, 
that's what I really appreciate is that Knopf is now purposeful because he's precious, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I liked him back in N three anyway as a as a um, as a Noctifer hunter, um, because that all important shock plus DA is really really strong against Noctifers. Mm-hmm. Um, they took. Oh no, he has a stealth. Good. Yeah. So I, I stealth. Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still a fan of. Uh, I also like how they gave him an AP heavy pistol this time around. So nope. he, he has he has. Shock and AP on the heavy pistol. Not that you're ever going to use it, but um, yeah, like Nauf is just such a strong active turn piece now, and I will absolutely use him as a uh, as a way to remove stuff. I mean, I'll 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 I'll, I'll say here right now, I I might even use him over an intruder sniper in vanilla of nomads. What? I mean, yeah, first three DA is so good. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's ridiculous. Like you can delete most things with that. Uh, and it's just so consistent at being able to do that as well. The only thing that's like scarier is like a Grenzer or a, a linked Grenzer or a linked Bolt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's limiting your top end is so important in the dice percentage, but like like when you're looking at statistics, right? Eliminating that cover aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, is he an audio include? No. But uh, I would use him the same way I use, like, a Kriza to delete something, right? Like, there's something over there that's causing my other units trouble. I need something long-range that I can get there. Um, it lets me play range bands against most ARO pieces that aren't also sniper rifles. Yeah. And so I can outrange a missile launcher. I can play range bands. I can get within 24 of a missile launcher. Um, I, I really enjoy, like, the sniper rifle range bands because they're so flexible. Um, yeah. And right. and you just and and the and the trade off was always that like oh now I'm burst two against stuff unless I'm on a link but now you're not anymore and his base chassis is so good right it's it's MSV one and mimetism uh, but now with the burst three he just becomes a, a solo piece which I feel I feel like I can rely on and just reach out and touch stuff and just delete it uh, he like I think I think the the way it was explained a couple of of episodes ago I forget I forget who said it but it was um, he plays like a new player thinks sniper rifles should work in this game he plays how cb talks about lone sniper rifles like sure he, yeah like yeah. as a character and this like their concept of this is very much exemplified in this in Knopf's character and i am super happy that they have found that because it seems much more interesting than, mm-hmm. than uh, previously yeah i will say i'm actually overall more excited about starco than dashat even though i just you know, gushed about how great they are. And that's not because I think that they're better, but it's because I, I think that they got more exciting changes. Right? Yeah, Dashot is basically like, they were good before, they're still good. Yeah, actually, let's, let's uh, in our little notes, let's go ahead and talk to Dashot really quick, because I think that's a good segue. Sure, so, sure. like, Dashot, Dashot are good. Like, they're very freaking good. Um, but they were already very freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so- so real quick, pirate or PMO? I put them in pirate. Yeah, I totally. These guys are pirates all the way. Yeah, like, they so. are. Yeah, these guys are pirates. They 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 do have. And the thing is, like their links for me, the way that this army has been designed, their links aren't even like cohesive links. You can take a Gulam link, but what you're really taking is. You know, a Zhu Yang link with a bunch of wild card shit filling it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got 
you got the guy with the gun and then everyone else with the bullets. <laughs> um, but there, what's funny is that I don't think that they either the, the changes with the uh, 15 man order group is pretty much unnoticeable. You know, like there's some complaint about because some people go up to like 18 with them, but like yeah. going down to 15 with them just means I have more tack aware orders. Like I'm just saying, yeah, know? like the 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 average awesomeness of your trooper has increased. Yeah, exactly. Like all all that I've heard is like exactly exactly that. Like cool, my guys just got better. Um, so this brings up an interesting design question that I had when I was looking at NA2 overall. If Wu Ming got tactical awareness options, would that's interesting for me? The thing that holds Wu Ming back. Um, is I mean like I like their guns. It's their overall cost. Their cost for how effective you can make them in assault. Right. So if you think about like wooming and Akari, you can, bring, you can you can bring down their cost with a with a brawler or a clipper. Like that brings down your your average cost overall. Um, but you're still spending you know 80, 90 points. Yeah. When you get I felt like you know I know that I know why they didn't make them six two, right? Like they wanted to make the uh, the the Shangji like are the the elite best of the best equipment. I wanted the Wu Ming like I wanted the Wu Ming to be like mobile Vergata armor, like jack them up to armor five and just have them be like these guys are in low tech suits just full of armor and then you know they're gonna go open you know they're the breachers right they're gonna yeah. go they're gonna go kick down the door and get shot in the face that's their job and that's why they were armed four to begin with. And I felt like if they just emphasized that a little bit more and made them arm five, it would have been a little bit more interesting. But now I have to compare them with Drews. And like, while they do have an extra wound and an extra point of armor, which is a huge deal, um, I can make that Drews link a bit cheaper and hit a little bit harder. So I can make it worth. I think, I think that said, I think Wooming are fine. I just don't think that they're super interesting. Um, I actually they're, really they're the Brigada of this edition, right? Brigada and N3 were fine. I would take yeah, that. They're, they're, they're the N3 Brigada of this edition. Right. Because yeah. now Brigada are like <sighs> moving 6 2 with arm 5. Like, so. Yes. They're mini tags. Um, yeah, no, like women are solid. They're, they're, they're just, they're just women. What's funny is I liked him before with the Nimbus grenade launcher because I could shoot Nimbus in front of my chain rifle and then yeah. burst your chain rifle you in the face. Well, no, I can you... just grenade you, and that's also great. Yeah, that's true. They didn't have regular grenades before. So maybe that's fine. But there's an interesting connection that you can make. Like We are seeing some profiles across N4 that are not getting updated. And we're hearing whispers that there's a reason for that. Right. Um, the Magisters is exactly what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. And I was just looking at Wu Ming and not seeing uh, differences really between their N3 incarnations and their N4 incarnations. They got EM grenades. That's a new change. Yeah. Yeah. But they got yeah. Yeah. They got a little, they, those up. But so coming back to, to Dashot, right? For me, the way I've always played Dashot is I almost never take a five man link. I'm taking two three-man links with a shitload of tack awareness and HMGs. Yeah. And it's, you know, for, for 80 points, 
I get, you know, my my Tackleware HMG, my Tackleware uh, Tinbot negative six, and then I can throw in Gromaz in there or a uh, authorized bounty hunter. Yeah. Like it's just a little this little fire team that that is very 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 self sufficient. See, I always played Deshot as two cores. Yeah. And I would swap cores back and forth, and they made that easier for me to mm. do. But now, actually, with the tack window concept, um, it, it's actually become more challenging uh, as a list builder because why I would do that before, if I did the same kind of list, um, I really need to figure out what to do with the extra points. Yeah. It's I've so always, see, I've always been at odds with the, with, with the five-man, and I think John's a little bit in the same boat. Where it's like, if I take five guys, they're five guys in one place, and it's that many, all of those points that I'm spending to be one spot at the same time. Like, if I could take, you know, a five-man HI link, right, versus a three-man HI link, and then have a Hulong over here and a Zench over here, mm-hmm. like, that's what I want. I want the coverage. Yep. Yeah, you ripping up my, yeah, you are. Yeah. 181 points, 10 orders. Three and a half swick with the uh, first link was the what the the Tackleware HMG, the the Tackleware Timbot negative six and the Gromaz, yep. and then another Tackleware HMG, another ta- Tackleware Timbot negative six, and then Miranda with a multi rifle. So, like, yeah, I do like that because of the tack window options, we should see Miranda more, and we should see um, what's his name more. Um, the priest. Sforza. Oh, oh man, and I love the concept of bringing Sforza as Miranda and getting people really been out of shape. Yep. About like trying to bring up that like trying to overcome that negative. That, and she had the multi rifle now. That's yeah. a big change. Yeah. Awesome. Um, for almost the same points, guys. Uh, I I agree. Uh, I I like that. I still like. I still run heavy links. Um, I totally understand your point. I have not bought off on it, but um, I'm interested in figuring it out. Let me put it that way. Right. I mean, it's it's Let's just so tackle. punishing. Like you can like you can just build this as your your. So now you have five orders in both groups, and basically half a list left to build. That's certainly a thing you can do. Um, I still think so. The Gulams uh, have uh, and the shot gained all the Gulam benefits. Yep. Whether this was like a functionality issue, whether this was just them trying to baseline so you didn't realize that you had different gulams or you know, same true profile, different profiles and different armies, and they wanted to streamline this for, for players because we can't think all that much. Um, the fact that we get the great lieutenant option and that we get the NCO yeah. um, are also both very powerful. And I think lend themselves to also thinking about a core link in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, I think there's room for a core link. You know, you can play, I think you can play Dashot Light on Swick. They have a lot of powerful low Swick units. Again, like the Zenshot that belong. Um, Those don't count. What? Your Libertos don't count on your low Swick cost. I know, right? They chew it up fast. <laughs> uh, but, like, like Libertos are just like, how much how much Swick do you have left over at the end? Fill yeah. with Libertos. Bonk, bonk, uh, done. <laughs> yeah, right? But, um... No, like I think Gulam are fine. They did lose the lieutenant with missile launcher and lieutenant with HMG options. I'm really yes. bummed about that. I use the I, lieutenant I, HMG quite often. 
Lieutenant, Lieutenant all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, those were my favorite choices. <laughs> yes. Why did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It just made sense. I, yeah, I, right? I, well, you know, turn three, I've got an extra Lieutenant order. I'll HMG you. <laughs> and he's one. Yeah, he's, he's actually <laughs> one in 20. Yeah. I used yeah. to take the missile launcher guy all the time. Yeah. Lieutenant. But that plus one command token is massive. Yeah. Um, because yeah. you're going to run especially a lot into of, shot. Yeah, because you're going to run a lot of irregular troops between like Hunzakut, McMurrow, um, actually, yeah, McMurrow or uh, or Libertos. Yeah. To me, that means the first two turns of the game, I'm going to convert two orders, and I still have one unaccounted for command token. And if you're not playing, you know, if, if you're playing with like like core jumping, right, like who your core is going to be. Yep. Then you're going to use your command tokens there. But yeah. if you're not, if you're running a couple three-mans, then you still have an extra command token left over for whatever else, according to the order. Absolutely. And what's, I think, most fun about the shot is they were most open to list-building option opportunities and options before. Now they're bananas. Like, now you can really... You could just play the shot, and you're going to play a faction for a long time. Yes. Without getting- it's a unique faction. They're really interesting. They don't play like Hawk Islam. They don't play like they really don't play like any other faction. They're a really cool. Um, actually, I think the the closest army to how they play would be Toha, right? They have a they just have a ton of mix and match. Whatever you want, that's your link. Uh, but they have access to a lot more firepower than Toha does. They do. They do. I mean, you still have a Rushi that can join your Zuyong. So you have one. Rushi, you could do that, right? You can have your yeah, it's like how much Killy did you want in one link? Yeah, right. you know they can still have you know the Rafik can still join the Magariba in case you needed a, a Red Fury to back up your Magariba guard because they got the good Rafik as well because yeah. they didn't have it for a while and that was frustrating. Fuckers, um, yeah, the Red Fury Rafik, the Solo Hunter like Camel Hunter Rafik is is a no joke option. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get a fire still on there with a red fury. Mm-hmm. Perfect, nice. Wow. Um, so good. So, but it actually also opens up the the Magriba guard to have a lot of different duo options because there are all these wild all these wild guard choices. Yeah, yeah. So you can throw Miranda up there with a, with their or with it. You can throw Swarza. You can throw a bounty hunter. You can throw Gromaz in there. Um, God, there's so much stuff. That they have access to, but really, it's it's that link flexibility that kind of defines Dasha. And I think that you know they didn't need any major changes. They kicked ass in N three, and yeah. now just like you know, the the biggest change, frankly, is kind of the uh, changing the Harris required profile. But you wanted that profile anyways. Yeah. Actually, one fun thing is I think that there's more debate now between. The Tackleware and the Regen HMG. That lieutenant option is very exciting to me. Can I can I say that? Like, I was looking and I was building lists when I thought I put the shot in the car, and I was like, "Oh man, do I need a second HMG in this link? I might. Um, do I care if it gets hurt? I really don't. Like, yeah. well, I mean, there's if 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 that's my lieutenant, there's a sixty percent chance that if you KO'd my lieutenant. That I am not in last of lieutenant, my turn starts. Which is rad. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so good. Like, is that worth the extra order all the time? Uh, I don't know. Like, if lieutenants could use their link, their order in a link, then I would. There would be no debate. Uh, you also don't have to take the lieutenant either. You can just take the regular regen guy. Right. But now you can take the uh, the Gulam NCO with smoke grenade launcher and get a free smoke shot. Right. Also true. Instead of taking that, uh, you know, now the six point coom biker. Oh my god, coom bikers are so cheap too. Yeah, yeah. just like Desperados. I think I think Desperados have them beat, but it's tough now. Just uh, barely. You, and it's because of the, the secondary weapon bonuses. It's the, yeah, it's the secondary weapon bonuses, but Coom Bikers still have Dogged. Yeah. Like, that's that's tough, and they're yeah. both very good. Yeah. You're, uh, we had talked very briefly about the changes in Hulong, but... Oh, yeah. ...show, but I, I think it bears massive impact to... Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Hulong. So they only get one, so ignore the fact that the other two say duo. Um, just ignore the, yeah. just read the rest of the profile. But the, the forward deployment profile, for me, the, the forward deployment mine layer with crazy koalas is, is pretty low. Great. That's oh, so fun. Um, it's still a plus one burst SMG. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're still you know hitting on 15s with four shots. They upgraded them from Mimetism from you know mimetism negative three to mimetism negative six. Yeah, big deal. What? That's a big uh, deal. Were they all, were they all uh, specialist operatives before? Yes, 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 yes. There were only two options before. The top three were the ones you're looking at, and they added the crazy koalas in. Yeah, uh, the FTO options that you find in IA were not available before, and. Um, I don't really know how it works in this one, but conceivably, could you put a Hulong FTO duo in this? Do they have it? Hold on, let me look. So they, they I don't think so. They can't link with anything in Dash Shop. It's yeah. not on sectoral list. I think, I think it's just cheaper. Like you save, you, you shave a couple points off, and they start your deployment zone. That's that's the trade off. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't take either of those. Um, yeah, I mean, you, like if you're taking a Hulong, you should pay for the. The upgrade, unless you know you're in a uh, uh, exclusion zone mission, in which case I would take something else, probably. Right. Uh, Zensha got shock immune, which yes, everyone can finally rejoice. But yeah, something right. else got shock immune, which I think like flew way under the radar. And that's Odalesks. Yes. Yep. Odalesks are now baby heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. I, what this is? I what they're always supposed to be. Paris. That's what I was building to play against Obadiah. Yeah, yeah. No, like two armor, two wound, basically two wounds. Like they're they're a mean little unit now. It, you might actually see them. The, the, yeah, the only challenge is making sure you click on the right button to make sure you're bringing the right one because they split 360 visor and six cents out. I know that's annoying. I get why they did it, but it's annoying. Yeah, it is confusing. And now without being able to delay with six cents, I'm firmly in the 360 visor camp. Agreed. Agreed. I, they also got multi pistols. Oh, I did not notice that. Not, that's pretty rad. Well, 
They all got multi pistols, which are usable in CC. Yeah, and uh, the cheap one for twenty two points got a uh, burst two flash pulse for some reason. Yeah. Because why not? You know, fourteen. Sure. Yeah, the contender is still there, but I think that you're all yeah. You're gonna go for the cheap one. Go for the cheap one. The Spitfire. So I've used I used the Odalus Spitfire before, just yeah. as a solo Spitfire, and it was great. You know, as long as you didn't get hit by, didn't get hit by shock, it was a surprisingly tough. Mm-hmm. But now with shock immune, that's not a bad like for thirty points in one swick. That is not a bad solo attack piece. Yeah, just drive it up a flank, shoot some stuff. They all have Harris, which they didn't have before. Also, so they all have yep. Harris. Yeah, you can throw in two ABHs. You can throw yeah. in some different stuff. Um, yeah, I was playing with this actually a lot, and this is what I was planning on taking Olus Harris against Obadiah, and I was really excited. <laughs> and then I brought throwing stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely, a, again, another one of those low-key buffs. Actually, another interesting thing here is that they have that Paris CCW. Mm-hmm. So they've yeah. upgraded from a pistol and a knife to a multi-CC or multi-pistol and a pair of CCW. Stop you, stop you in in your tracks with their with their I call beauty or whatever. Well, they're negative nine to be attacked. Yep. Oh, and they can shoot you with, they can hit you with DA and CC or shock with the multi-pistol. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they okay. then do it. Sorry. Yeah, they can paralyze you and then do that. Yep. Yeah, no, there's a lot of... Again, like, they got some... The whole sectoral got, you know, small buffs like everything did in, the, in this yeah. edition. Um, you know, still, they still kick ass. Dodge Dot still rocks. Oh, definitely. You could spend a lot of time in this sectorial. This sectorial gives you those options. Um, like, all the NAT sectorials were really designed for, like, the big collectors, right? I mean, like, from a... Yeah. Like, meta standpoint um and that you know hey i've got this and this and this but this sectorial you could sit in for a long time and really deep dive multiple different options and have just wildly different uh lists uh, th- this is one of the only ones that i was like yeah i mean what do you want to focus on today mm-hmm. six different lists and feel confident about what you're rolling with right well yeah no, they're 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 good. Play dot shot. If you want to win games, play dot shot. Like, would you they, take them over Drews? If if I had to say like blind ITS tournament, maybe they have some better anti material. Pers- they have some better anti material options with McMurrow. Um Yeah, I think I think they have just more tools. Yeah, they they do have just more tools. I really like the toolkit of Drews. But man, it is hard. Like Dashot, really, it's hard to argue with just the raw power thing bring. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and reel it back. Let's get back to some of these good guys. They're still good guys. Dashot, bad guys. Uh, you don't even don't even see these. I'm reading their fluff. They're horrible, awful, terrible people. Everything about them is wrong, and and yeah, they're not friendly. But Forco. They're owned by the guy who owns Paradise Island. Yeah, right. It's the, they're owned by the guy that that like owns Las, you know, space Las Vegas with an iron fist. Like, oh. can you imagine how friendly that guy is. Yeah, super friendly as long as you're paying him. 
Carlos Mataban. Carlos Mataban owns the owns the shot. Which I just watched Chicago and imagine all of them collectively owning the shot. Or not Chicago, um, casino. <laughs> Wrong I was movie. like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, less music. There's a lot more music in it. Yeah, right? Jeez. I just watched Cats. Make, make no, Mara as a chorus girl. There you go. <laughs> Why did you do that to yourself? Well, because I act, I like musicals and I like the, the play. But that's a story for another pint <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll start the Clinton whole chat he had it coming <laughs> yeah exactly oh man it's all it's so horrible anyways so uh let's talk about let's not talk about cats there is no gata in in uh in forco forco is cool i've liked forco before and i like them You've more never now played as yes. forco though i've never played as them Making lists with them is aggravating as shit. Yes, but I really like thinking about them. If that's if that counts, I think you like them because they're a they're a they're a, uh, a fidget spinner. They are a fidget spinner. <laughs> that's why you like them. This building is hard, and you have to. And it's just like an endless rabbit hole of like, oh, I, I really want to fit this in, but I can't. And I got to delete this thing. Oh, but that ruins everything. I was trying. Like they're they're absolutely. I, I've spent more time building Forkless than I have in any other army. Um, like the, the amount of prep that goes into thinking about building a Forkless, even now with the with with the uh, with the relaxation of the restrictions on like uh, list build. Uh, sorry, link building. Um, it's still very very challenging. Right. What's funny is like I'm very, I'm very comfortable taking basically just a cluster of whatever the fuck falls out of my bag for. Most armies out there, you cannot do that with Forko. I would not feel that way at all with with Forko. Yeah. So, so they are they are. Anybody argue against them being PMOs? No, absolutely PMOs. Like absolutely, like that's 100%, why. I, I, yeah. PMOs. They <laughs> they're they're so PMO that they have two war cards to make them look good. <laughs> like that's the only irregular order you're gonna take. It's just like make us look good, guys. Take two pictures. Yeah, right. And I, I think it's a viable build archetype is just to spend those last six points getting grabbing two workhorse. Right. I mean, their their only irregular choices are workhorse, Uberfall, and QB Eggers. Yeah, that's it. Right. Like none none of those things are the thing that you're going to hinge your army around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so like before we dive into into individual profiles, I think it's actually worth talking about. That before, when I used to complain about Ikari link composition, I stopped complaining about it when Forco came out and I made you play it, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Here comes Forco. Oh. No, John, you should you should totally play these guys. You have all the toys already. Don't make me buy them. Um that has opened up quite a bit. It has that has opened yeah. up immensely. So now we've got I think all four characters, am I right? Are Wild card or nearly wild card. Um, so Hannibal and Massacre can both join bolts or orcs, mm-hmm. right? And Valkyrie can join bolts or orcs. Uh, Laxmi is um, orcs or caplins. Yep. So you, so you can still do all five. Oh, and then the Avicenna is caplins or orcs. Yeah. Bolts can join orcs. Mm-hmm. So it's like they don't have wild card, but if you have an orc in it, they basically have wild card. Yeah. But they're no longer. 
the exactly five man guys. Yeah. Which was the big thing before, which was awful. It was just a hot mess. You're like, I don't want to take a five man link, but I guess I'm taking a five man link. I hate this. I hate everything about this. But I did really like the idea of it being like the four celebrities and then the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is amusing. And then you get to the table and you're like, I have to problem solve with this now. This is no yeah, right? longer amusing. Here comes the A-team and some poor fucker is going to die. But the A-team is like not good. No, they don't work well together. They don't. Like, but, yeah. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about that, right? Hannibal, Hannibal's solid. He's all right. I don't think there's really any major complaints about him as a profile. You know, he's... He's shocking me in NWI with a multi-marksman rifle and either chain of command or strategic deployment and strategos. Like, I, I think what's the, the important thing about Hannibal is that you either bring him and base you only if you bring him, you only bring him for strategic deployment and then you build an entire army around him. But I think that multi-marksman is worth shooting. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I just think that like for one point. If you go first, you take your entire orc or bolt link and you put them four inches up the board. I think that's a mistake. That'll get them killed. So, so let's talk about bolts. Bolts, I think, were were pretty maligned uh, in N three. I liked them, but I like you know, them. Yeah, I, we like the reason like why I have Forco is because, well, the reason why I have Pano is because I. I Forco came out and I was like, I've always loved bolts. Peno is dumb, but I'll buy bolts so I can use them in Forco. And then by the time I did that, I realized that I had all of NCA. Yeah, right. And I was like, well, <laughs> shit. Good job, collector. Would have fall right to that CV trap. I know, I know. Now I have all the armies. So. It's just a money grab, John. <laughs> it's just a money grab. So the change to bolts, though, it it really, there are lots of residual impacts in the army, like in and of themselves, right? And then we also don't know what's going to happen with ITS. Mm-hmm. Like if medium right. infantry still gets the same bonus, it has the same benefits it had before, where you could start at 20 inches up the board, which makes that that three to five man link extremely exceptional and has um, Well, so, so not only did they get a little bit faster with 4-2, but the big, you know, like the big thing here is that marksmanship. So they... They ignore cover when they shoot, which, with how prolific cover is in N4, to me, it's basically like having a five-man link bonus built in. Yeah. You take a three-man link of, of bolts, they're firing as effectively as a, um, <clears throat> as a five-man was previously. That's, that's huge. That does um, help a lot. Yeah. You know, when you're talking that MSV1 multi-sniper, you now have a five-man link that ignores at least one stage of visibility mods that's going to hit on 16s with burst 3 DA. Yep. And that is what killed the Magariva Guard. It wasn't DA, it was the burst 3 AP hitting on 16s at my bad range. Yep. You know, John in cover. So... You have I'm nowhere negative. to go because you're a giant S8 model. Huh? Yeah. So and I just kept plugging away. I spent like four orders doing it, but it was totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, four or five orders, including moving to the spot. Yeah. Right? Just shot it until it was twitching. I mean, the, the bolts with that marksmanship change and increased in... I mean, they're so much better. 
Then they won. That missile launcher. Crazy. Look that missile launcher burn on Earth by itself. Doesn't matter. If you you know if it's AROing you across the board, it's any Elon 16s. Have fun. What's amazing is that the Spitfire is only one point more than the missile launcher. Yeah, right. Like, who, where'd that come from? Yeah, that's pretty bonkers. Yeah, burst five hitting on 16s and cover. Yes. Gross. Oh, yeah, and uh, don't forget, they still get the Kriza. Yes, they still get the Kriza. <laughs> right, so, like, right. you can easily deliver, like, some really devastating firepower in two different places. Well, here's here's my comment on Farco, having played them a reasonable amount now. Now, like I think we started the exercise back in N3, and your statement was like, you should sink a whole year into Farco like you sunk a year into JSA. Because when I started JSA, I was like ready to quit JSA. I was like, F this noise. This is so confusing, I don't get it. Now they're like my favorite army after Nomads. Um, but like, Farco is an interesting puzzle because they have excellent, excellent gunfighters. Right. If you look at like the the army list, it's a who's who of like who's amazing at shooting shit in the face, right? Um, <laughs> like you, it's just it's like bolts, crease, like you know we just talked about all of them. Um, but the issue is that they aren't very good at presenting a defense unless you leave stuff out to ARO. There's a couple of things you can do, but then you're always sacrificing something. Like there, uh, anytime you make a decision in the Forco list, you're sacrificing something that you really needed. Like if I take a zero mine layer, then I'm um, then you know I'm not taking a zero board uh, uh, observer to push buttons or something, right? And like yeah, Isaac's saying in chat, like it's the panel trap solve all for problems with bullets, and I I, I vehemently <laughs> dislike that problem solving technique because like uh, the reason I play nomads and stuck with nomads for so long is because I like to solve problem solve laterally, right? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to ignore you because I don't want to deal with you. I'm going to move over here to the thing that I actually want to do. You can't really do that with Forco. And everything that you do sort of demands that you Jenga or sorry Voltron together a bunch of stuff. So if you want to build a link, you have to have a specialist in there, and that takes a slot. So like my favorite link right now is the Hannibal Massacre Bolt Sniper Harris or you know three man core whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And there's no specialist in there unless you take the Hannibal Chain of Command profile. Um, and so it it ends up you like but everything you do ends up like that. You take like. Uh, a specialist, a gunfighter, and then you're like, kind of like, what do I take for the third profile? I really want to take something that has additional capability, but then you like end up in this weird point where like, I don't really want that. I just want the burst bonus. So it's always it's always this thing where you end up taking extra cruft where you don't need it, um, and sacrificing something elsewhere to get that extra cruft. So it's 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 frustrating to to list build with with Forco, I think, because you you end up just like leaving a bunch of stuff on the table. I don't know. It just it, it like it never feels good. It never feels like yes, well, this you, is the list I want. Never got to all. Never you never get to the point where you're satisfied feeling like you have all the tools you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And that's and that's fair. And I wonder if that is a that's a cognitive load on the bearer, right? Like that is something that you are having to weigh when you go into the table. It's not something your opponent has to deal with. So it's something that when. When you are playing Pano or when you're playing Forco, <laughs> you're already showing up to the table frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're already a frustrated person from day point one. That's that was amazing. I don't have all the things I wanted. Nah. You know, like that's that's the first thing out of every you know Forco player's mouth, right? Um, but I do wonder if there's room in there for like the the MSU style, right? We can now take a couple three man 
links um, and then fill it with maybe some more midfield board control, right? Like you can take the, um, I guess they get two zeros, maybe yeah. a clock man, a, a peacemaker, and then rely on your, you know, the obvious big guns for shooting, right? You I don't. Blacks me in a, uh, in a hair, in a orc Harris, right? And, oh, that's and then you got an option that you can throw a peacemaker out there and now you've got good coverage. Um, you can take it. Yeah, so Laxmi was what? She's an HD plus with fairy dust now, right? Yes. Yeah. Fairy dust is so so. Um, she she's 24 points, though. Like, she's not cheap for a hacker. She's the same cost as a zero hacker. Yeah. So zero is camo and infiltrating. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. It's not the worst. With Cyberminds. Wow, Cyberminds thing? Great. I know, right? I've used them a grand total of once against a Seraph. It was funny. <laughs> and then I creased it off the table. So, I mean, like, I didn't really need it. It's funny. I love it. Um, yeah, and she does have an HD Plus, so she can throw out the... Um, well, so here's a thought, right? She can throw She can throw white noise out in front of your bolt missile launcher. She can. It's not worth it. I don't know. I mean, like, she's she's fine. I, I don't really see, like, a huge need for her. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, like you were saying, when it comes to defense, right, like, the uh, security aren't cheap enough, as, you know, from our game, right? Like, the, the dual Fearbach defensive link is kind of, I feel like it's kind of mad when you compare it to how cheap a dual missile launcher link is for a lot of armies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get one TR bot. I'd rather have a TR bot than your fear bot most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's only two points worn half a swig. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, that three CSU core was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, well, admittedly, I rolled my favorite well, Metacam roll, which was double, you know, eight, four guys and a climbing plus guy. And I was just like, I'm over here now. Deal with it. You rolled ridiculous maneuverability on them. It was so good. I don't know. I still haven't seen you take Valkyrie. Valkyrie? Yeah. I've taken her. She killed McMurrow. Against me? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, she's she's fine. I mean, like, but that's that's the problem. Like, I don't know why I want to take Valkyrie. Like, let's look at her, right? So why, why do we want to take Valkyrie at all? She's right. not bad. She's she's excellent in close combat. Obviously, she's yeah. uh, she's reasonable at shooting. She's got total immunity. She's gonna she will reliably kill stuff, and she can throw grenades on Fizz fourteen. All great things, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I care? Yeah, anything that you're gonna link her with is going to shoot things just fine, right? I mean, like close she adds she adds grenades in the midfield. Right, which is fine, but like, I kind of don't care because whatever, yeah, whatever she's linked with, I'll just roll around the corner with an orc boarding shotgun and mess you up anyway. Right. Right. So like, why do I need her? And like Isaac says in in chat, right? It's like uh, you can take her for like she's looting and sabotaging. Okay, there you go. Right. She'll do that yeah. real well. It's okay. The one time. But you know how often? Like I just. I love the model. I love the profile. I just don't 
I don't know what she adds. Hmm. Interesting. Like, if, if I had Forco, I would be playing them just out of determination, out of stubborn headed determination to make something out of them work. I mean, I'm gonna after we go through all the cycle of all the all the all the factions and stuff. I will revisit Forco because I mean, I like, this this is an unsolved problem, and I don't like like I, I feel like I figured JSA out. JSA now makes sense to me, and I'm enjoying exploring different list archetypes within my mental framework for them. Forco is just like a foreign land, and I'm just like I don't know what's going on. I hate all of this, but I'm gonna try to figure it out. Just just you know, we have to generate content for this show, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick around with them for like six straight months or something like I, like I did with, with JSA. Do you think that uh, on this vein of like, you know, you, you could take something else that does a job just as well. Do you think Wild Bill lost his niche with the buff to bolts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I can't see how to use him. It, he just niche. He, he has, he's a, he's a, if you go further down that bolt path, he's that. I'll still take him in USA, but I wouldn't take him there. Yeah. You know, I think, here's the thing. Like, I don't think Forco is bad per se, but I don't think they're easy. I think if you play Pano and you're very comfortable with the Pano problem-solving mindset, this will will feel better to you because... Like it's it's you're gonna come at it and be like I used to solve all my problems with bullets now I have two whip thirteen specialists in the midfield that have camo and a Kreza more and a Kreza. but I mean like but you don't need that as a panel player yeah. you're just like Krizas are fine but like uh, whatever right like like I feel like Kreza to a panel player is like all right great it's also fine at shooting like good job nomads right 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 um, show up yeah like Isaac says why Kreza when you can Swiss guard. Oh, poor Swiss card. Swiss card is so good. Yeah, um, like Forco is a really interesting puzzle. They have a lot of interesting tools. Uh, I think I just need more playtime with them to really get used to them. Um, and I think you have to spend a lot of time. They, they're not something that you can just build like a random list for and just like expect to do well against skew uh, skew missions. Like I'm not going to randomly have a pickup game of Biotech Four with Forco. Or like looting and sabotaging. Like I can't really do that. I could do that with most other armies. Like I could randomly generate a list and expect to do okay in most ITS missions. I don't think that's true for Forco. Like you have to purposefully build something and purpose- purposefully run it and stick to your damn plan. Yeah, they're they're they have tools, but it's uh it's not so obvious. Yeah, they're really restricted. Well, let's uh, let's get on to maybe the newest, the newest, latest, greatest good guy question mark uh, NA two army, which is the White Company. So these guys, we first started getting little hints of them with, uh, I guess it was with Defiance. They started talking about John Hawkwood, right? Yeah, seemed to the game, and so they're they're one of the armies mentioned in the background of like you know one of the whatever. Mil- you know, mercenary companies that you can invest in, and they kind of, they're kind of to me an interesting, maybe desperate mix of Yujing and Pano, but I have basically zero experience playing them. John, though, you have, or yep. yeah, what did you say, uh, Joel? I was going to say, so these guys are PMOs, right? We're not arguing this. Like this is no, hundred like, percent PMO. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't, I don't even think they have the regular orders. Oh, uh, they have uh, workhorse. They have workhorse. Yep. All that is it. Nothing else. So definitely yeah, yeah, was, very strong lieutenant. Yeah, exactly. They have yeah, good guys plus Tabu. No, they have very good lieutenants. They're they're they are they they almost feel like a um I mean, really they just feel like another human sphere army in a lot of ways. I mean and you could one box and get most of the army. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> Otherwise I'll do them. No, because that's what it is. It, it's it's the last uh, two-player box put together. I know. I know. I don't need them. I've already got white banner. I'm doing good. This is a white co, though. It's not a white banner, Adam. It's really cool. <laughs> do it. You know I you see want to. No, oh, shut up for all of you. He's got that, he's got that ooh. Yeah, uh, that, it's, the bit, it's the bit lip. That's what it is. That's what it is. I see it, I see it from here. No, I, uh, I've got the Zanshi box. I've got the, the, uh, the yeah. what are they called? Um, Shaolin Monks. I'm too deep into White Banner to go with White Company. But John, tell us all about your White Company adventures. <laughs> I mean, I think they're the kings of hacking in NA2. Wait, what? I think I... they're the kings of hacking in NA2. Really? Yep. More and so this, than Drew. This is why. Okay. Hold on, go back to you. Hold on, I want to see this. So you can have four midfield repeaters in yep. deployment, yep. and you can back that up with a ton of excellent hackers. Oh god, yeah, you can take two Gohilin mine layers with yep. Zep wraps yep. and two yep. peacemakers. Yep. God, peacemakers are so hot. Right? So like and they get two of them. Good luck getting through this minefield unscathed. Well, that's pretty ugly. Yeah, but you got to put. I mean, the Donabus can't. You can put Valerian with a Jujack and an Orc, um, and then you start bumping the price up. Um, but then she gets that that you know she gets a negative six, uh, which is which is great. Um, this is all good, dude. Everything, there's my link. Oh, there's there's my list. I'm done. I would play this today. Why do they get a Donabus? Where did that? I I don't know. I'm happy about it though. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, just I'm gonna whip 15 HD plus, and you know what? Oblivion with an extra burst. Yeah. Just sprinkle it in there. Give them a ridiculous repeater net. Um. Yeah, it seems fine. I mean, I I would I would probably drop something here. Like more realistically, I would drop something here to get an engineer to to fix the Ouija. But I mean, like, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but you can you can bring in a you have the points to drop a knock in for a Parvu engineer. Yep. yep, I do, and that's legit. Yep. So uh, talking with some folks, uh, heavy Pano players, um, the reason Waiko lost some of its shine early on was because Carhu received the wild card status in Sparlheima, and uh, yeah. that makes it silly, silly pants. Uh, but there's tons of good stuff on this side of it that makes it really cool. I, I think White Code definitely has an option. Definitely has a place. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't think... Car I mean, Carhu getting, getting Wild Guard, sure. It's freaking amazing. Okay, I don't think... <laughs> I'm, sa I'm saving this list. Sorry. One second. <laughs> you, like, you like your list? You're like, wait a minute. 
I'm not going to get rid of this list. Yeah, it's pretty pretty rare. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, no, car who are bonkers? Climbing plus, I think climbing plus is superior to super jumping this edition with yeah. the uh, getting rid of the bonus or getting rid of the extra distance from falling. Um, yeah, mimetism MSV one is such a good combo. And then throw on your choice of weapon. Do you want a you know, multi-rifle plus your choice of Blitzen or Emirat, uh, both of which are fantastic, or do you want a uh, Fearbach, like, with an extra burst? Yep. Yeah. 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 I, uh... I just want to point out, these mines that they have here, AP does not mean anti-personnel. It means armor-piercing. Yep. Yes. So these are mines that mess up tags and heavy infantry. That's so good. Yes. It is really good. Right, we're dumb. Can, so can I tell you my favorite Harris that I found in here? Sure. When I was around earlier. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a Kaplan heavy rocket launcher. Okay. And then it's Leon Kai for cheaper than a Kaplan. Okay. And then it's Shona. For the same price as a Kaplan. Interesting. And what you end up receiving oh. is a very, very aggressive midfield link team with like burst four submachine guns on multi wound models, with like triple nanopulsers, with uh, climbing plus, with super jump, like, or, I'm sorry, two super jumps, not climbing plus. And then, you know, you get your mimetism, like, um, like long range domination, domination piece that like. To catch you there. Yeah. Yep. It, the, to me, like, I was like, wow, this, this is the same price as essentially an entire Harris of, of, uh, uh, of KTS. But now, like, once you get up in that midfield, it's going to turn bananas. You get all the mimetisms. Anyway, I thought that was a lot of fun. And I was playing this earlier. This is a really cool army. I yeah, I, I, it's really great. I, I think the, the, the sheer, um, power of everything that you can buy in here is I mean I, I played a vanilla list with zero links the list I just made had zero links in it yeah. I think it's absolutely right. viable there's so much midfield stuff I mean like just the midfield stuff like look, look at the skirmishers you have Guilang and then you have all the stuff with forward deployment like um, like the knock-in right you have four and then you have like the the peacemaker. So there's all this stuff that can just be in the midfield, which is where vanilla traditionally suffers, right? You like you need you have a bunch of stuff in your deployment, so you need to drag out via link or something. You don't need to do that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't really see the need to take a, a link, and if you want to take links, you can. So, but, it, but it's about, that link is about overpowering. I so one as soon as I saw the Nelkin profiles, they became one of my like favorite midfield skirmisher units. Like they were out there. Uh, I know there's a lot of hate for their older, more expensive brother brethren, but I think Noken are exactly priced well. I think I, I think they're awesome. Like you want somebody in the midfield, you can drop him as a reserve, and he just gets over there and like makes stuff happen. Like yeah, like you put him on the ground floor and you let a you didn't give him Overwatch and you know you, you let a skirmisher come in there, he'll peace trade. But you lost a 25, 30 point model. Like, you screwed up. But I think Nook and overall are amazing at their ability to dominate. Can we just talk about the Ford Observer profile for a second? I mean, yeah. 
like that kit is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Like, what doesn't it do? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't stand up against range for long, but it can it can skirmish and it can hit and run in a really interesting way. Right. You move. You're, he's in cover. He moves. He makes his shots. He moves on. Right. Mm. He's out of. Maybe he has to do one more shot. That's it. That's all he gets. And then he needs to go figure something else out. I, I just think he's a really interesting uh, like toolbox mm-hmm. option. And he's, like, you want to talk about Dilami Panzer Fast Coordinate Orders. <laughs> so also, you can do the boarding shotgun and you can template with that MSV-1. You can, yeah. Which, which you don't see a lot of. Like, I, I looked through all the armies and I couldn't find a lot of options to be able to MSV one through. Um, yeah. With, I, I think I would rely on the Guilang for that though. Cause you're going to take the mine layer anyway. So that okay. it has that. But, so, I mean like it's like, but, but this, this is just another example of how white company has spoiled us for choice. Right. It's like, well, I, I can now dedicate one of my knock-in slots to an actual specialist because the, the dirty smoke trick of templating you through smoke is already handled by this thing that I was going to take anyway. Right, neg twelve with a noken. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. Also terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sick, sick option. And the Varangians show up and they throw that smoke, and you're just Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, no, it it feels good. And and the the fun part is you can take a you can take an actually affordable and fun niece here. So this is what I was playing with. I was playing when I was building for this. I was taking the niece HMG. Valyria and I took uh, I think uh, um, I think a Hydao or something like that. Is a Wild Guardia? Yeah, Oof. that's another thing you can take for the lulls. But only one, only one in a link. Kaplan, this is affecting me, guys. What? Huh? I said, and they get Kaplan. This is affecting me. It's affecting <laughs> you, and they get Jujack. I know, and I love Jujack. You love Jujack. I don't. I don't know why. I want a Jujack. It's it's fine. It's fine. To me, this is like a Brigada. It's good. I'm not particularly excited about it. What's up? It's because the model is really cool. The model is really cool. The Nisei don't. The Nisei don't link though. They don't. No, they do not. Oh, the Harris don't they? They do not at all. They're solos. Oh, interesting. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Not not to shoot you, but you only get eighty-eight. Oh, fair. And you have no link team option. Uh, all right, okay. bummer. Good catch. Okay, so before we, uh, you know, we could spend far too much time on there, and this episode's already longer than usual. Um, what do you guys think about? What do you guys think about the the the, the man of the sectoral, the, the leader of Maul? What do you guys think of John Hawkwin? I think he lost some. I think he lost some uh, benefits with the transition to N four, and I I couldn't see why you'd take him now. I I, I want something more from him for forty two points. Then a lieutenant that shoots, and then your only NCO option is Carhu, which is cool, but also almost forty points. I I don't know. I want to see strategic command. I want to see plus one command token. Like I want some for some reason. I guess, but like. I don't know. Plus one order would be great on him. I would definitely take him then. I can't see it right now. 
Um, I think if Eric starts playing his Yodom a lot, I'll use him. Thank you, one marksman. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think I think he's there. I, CB put him there as a response to the the increase in tags that are that's inevitable in the early days of the meta. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean that's why Carhu are there as well, right? I mean, like these guys are actually a very well-rounded force. You have the Donavas, which I mean, it can oblivion some stuff really well. I mean, it can it can also be doing total control. Valeria. She's great at total control. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a force that can take apart a heavy tag force in a yeah. heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Right. Shona, Lin Kai, John. Um, ah, dude, there's so much here that can just rip apart heavy armor. Yeah. This is this is not something that you want to take a double pano tag list against. It will eat you for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you know if you have something in the backfield, it'll come. They'll come get you. Yeah, yeah that's the tigers. We yep. forget about. Them. I mean, like, yeah, you sort of gloss over the fact that tigers, one of the best drop troops in the game, are just like low key in the sectorial. Yeah, you know, just tiger soldiers. They're just here. That's what's great about this sectorial, though, is that because when you forget that one of the most optimized units in the game is even in it. Yeah. Because there's so many <laughs> options. There's so much good stuff in the sectoral. So much. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 enjoying playing them as a vanilla faction. Uh, Would you randomize them? Just yeah. play it. Oh yeah. Do it. I want to see it. If if Valkyrie was in this sectoral, I'd probably be all over it. Valkyrie? <laughs> I just love that model and I want an excuse to use it. She's Sarah. a great brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, so we have a, before we, we take off, we do have a couple uh, listener questions here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we get, what do we think is the strongest NA2 sectoral and what do we think is the most improved? And why is the answer to both these questions to start out? <laughs> so I think, I think from a, a strictly ITS mission perspective, I think that it's going to be white banner, Dasha and then Drews. White Co. Sorry, White Co. Not White yeah. Banner. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other, the other one. The other Blanco. Yeah. No, I think you know, I think White Co. And, and Dasha can go back and forth over who is number one, but I do think Drews has improved greatly in this edition, and I think that they're a, a very strong contender in pretty much any ITS mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think Sarko was good too. I just don't think that they. I think their improvements were more low key. Sarko is great. I have nothing against Sarko. Uh, oh. I just don't want to play them over Vanilla Nomads right now. Right. That's my that's my criticism. Um, yeah, we're not talking about JSA because my answer will change if JSA is in the mix. <laughs> you know, we're going to spend a whole episode on JSA because JSA are popular. Yeah. 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 They're great sellers. Um favorite NA two change is another question from listeners. Oh. Let me let me oh, yeah, weigh yeah, in. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um I think that Drew's in the hands of a committed player like like you or um 
a few other people yeah. that I can think of, like people who are like really committed. And and I think this is one of those interesting armies that like the player themselves is the one that's going to dictate the capability, because more than others, because they can if the right focused player is really gonna is really gonna be super happy with the results and their ability to address any issue. Mm-hmm. I do think that's strong. I don't think it's the answer for everybody. Uh, I think entry point. Um, I think entry point probably Wyco is probably the easiest entry point. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of strength. I think it has all one. You can buy one box and go play everything you need. Sure. And for the most part, I think that it has such an easy access to answers. Makes it very. Its accessibility makes it very interesting. I think if you are a collector, the shot is a very interesting and, and very strong piece because you can pull from everywhere. Um, so I think if I have to give a final grade, uh, and I and I hate that I feel like it's the newness, but I think the White Co is probably the strongest of the of the NA2 armies presented thus far for its hacking capability for its uh, ability to provide pressure where it needs pressure. It has no vector that it really can't address. Um, it is very, very well balanced, like highly optimized force. Yeah, I agree. There you go. They think white banner. I still think dash shot. <laughs> I mean, Dash Shot's excellent too. I, I, I mean, we, we should, we should try it out, right? You should take Dash Shot versus my white banner, and we'll see what happens. My, my, think, my white, white company. Damn it, white company. Yeah, get it right, John. I think it's about player. I think there's, I think there's a player bias and a player experience level that goes into two of those different questions. By the way, so, man, so Joel, what is your, what is your single favorite change to all of NA two? Diokai Harris. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, it may seem so silly, but like, I really, really like Ikari. Like, I they are so much fun to play in a freeform format, and I I didn't know how to bring them into attack. I didn't enjoy them when I played them limited insertion at all. Um, but the Diokai Harris ha- handles so many different fun issues, and I just want to make it happen and just like throw it at people. I don't know. I didn't. Have to- it. I don't even know if it's good, but I want to. I want to do it. Yes, yes. Ask me six months, maybe my answer will change. If it does, well, that sucks. <laughs> I go back and forth on two things. One of which is the Drew's Harris profile changing, like being deleted. I hated that profile. It made yeah. me so sad. One yeah. swick for a freaking Harris is out. Is just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that to me makes Drews way more playable in both Akari and Drews. Yes. Um, I could actually take a Drews Harris instead of figuring out some brawler Harris, you know? Um, that's number one. And number two, and it's a very, very small change, but it's because I love the model so much. It's the um, it's the extra burst on the HR off of the office seed. Like, mm-hmm. never saw an office seat HRL on the table. If you took one, it was because it was for lols. Right. Like, but the model is so freaking cool that now you'll see the model on the table. Yep. Yep. No argument. Favorite. My favorite NA2 change is bolts. <laughs> Just. 
that vault sniper hitting on so hitting on good. Dude, bring the MS, bring the missile launcher next time and make I will. people cry. I will. John, don't bring the missile launcher. I'm gonna. I'm. I am considering buying another box of bolts to get two snipers and two missiles. I will try to jump on TPS on Sunday, and you can bring that, and I'm gonna hate life. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I disagree with that. I think it's a horrible idea, and I'm thankful the bolts are no longer available on the web store. Um, <laughs> no, bolts got bolts got huge about. Uh, so. What is your favorite NA2 profile? And John, why is it Nauf? I do love I do love Nauf a lot, uh, but my favorite NA2 profile is not Nauf. <gasps> it's the CS. Like it's the CS. Only because you rolled eight four. But I mean, the fact that you can is enough. I mean, even if you can't, right? Like, look at look at this profile, right? For eleven points, you get a rifle, light shotgun specialist with BS twelve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What more do you want? Right, like sure, who cares if it's four four? It's cheap enough to be a corner guard. It's got the ability to dice you on eighteens or just straight up template you in the face. Um and if you don't kill it on your alpha, right, then on my turn I can just shove it up the board and go push a button. And I'm not risking anything more than this like rando eleven point model that I don't super care about and it's not integral to my plan. That's fair. Right? That's like, fair, Mike. It's but, like it's it's amazing, right? Like I wish Nomads got this. I would replace all my like, well. I mean, because because Morlocks exist, I would probably replace all my Jaguars with this, <laughs> right? Because I mean, like it's it's so good. It does all the things you would want it to do. It it, it, it makes it forces bad decisions on your opponent's part. Like you like you always talk about this, right? Like I rolled blah 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 unit around the corner. What are you gonna do? You're fucked no matter what you do, and that's absolutely true of this unit. You dodge, I shotgun you. You don't dodge, I template you. That's right. fair. Like, I think I think my favorite lives in a similar vein, except like way on the opposite side. Mine is the Karakuri. Yeah. Uh, also very good. I'm going to take a and, uh, Sorry, to, just to finish the thing in chat, uh, Isaac brings up that they have six cents as well. Yeah, no, they're for eleven points. The CSU brings a package, but man, Karakuri with Karakuri three stars are really fucking good. <laughs> really, really good. Scarface. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, also also very reasonable. It, it just, so many cool things you can do with him now, so many different ways to utilize him. Like, you have real, real options. You still get two orders with him. Like, there's so many, it's fundamentally redesigned that, that like, they kept a the character, but then obviously aged him, like, five years and, like, made him that much more yeah. deployable. You like that, I like that. Right, he's five years older now, man. It makes yeah. absolute sense. I, that's that's in my head canon forever now. Yeah. <laughs> you can paint a couple little gray hairs on him. You're like, oh, right, because I mean, you got you, you do dry brush action with the gray. You're mm-hmm. good. The adeptus mechanicus gray. You just go with that, man. Boom, done. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> and then finally, uh, is there any? Do you think that you think that um. Do you think that Corvus really missed any opportunities with uh, NA2? Yes. Oh, really? What is it, Joel? Yeah. So I think we, we touched on a couple of them, but like um, as things have popped up. But uh, I think the Wu Ming is a big miss. Um, I think 
because we haven't seen very many changes with Wu Ming overall. I think we've seen their changes primarily as uh, changes in greater rules. Uh, I'm hoping that they get the um, Magister treatment. Mm. Um, the, up the upcoming Magister treatment. Um, what I'm hoping is that they get some kind of redesign aspect to them that, that provides them some, some change that makes them functionally more interesting than what you currently see. Um, like we've seen with Mulvergata or something else. But, but that's definitely one aspect of it. Um, I still, yeah, I mean, in general, I still want the piratical factions to have like a lieutenant option that is not a detractor from running the faction. Like, don't make it harder for me to run a faction. Now, they did a halfway job with making the case out to lieutenant of half a WC, but SWC, but like, I, I want to stop being penalized for that. Sure. Those are my two things. <clears throat> I think for me, it really is. They missed the opportunity to immortalize me as a new lieutenant option for a card company. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a very I Adam answer. Really, I think that's really the only thing that uh, I'm disappointed with in basically all of N4. Um, <laughs> I know, I didn't think of the book either. Is Yeah, they, they could have made, made my character from the campaigns a beautiful, wonderful uh, character in the game. Um, in my imagination, Tawu is basically him, but he's not in this army for Akari, so F minus. It's because because the uh, I forget the dude's name. The guy who's the who's uh, Ikari's handler is essentially Taewoo. Yeah, yep. he's the guy. Was there was a Daisho? Yeah, I don't even want to take him. I like by the way, I don't think Taewoo is a very good character. But they're like, I don't even want to take him, but I still think he should be in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want I want the sleazy guy with the briefcase. That's what I want. Yeah, but. If you're listening, anyone out there that works for Purpose Belly. In that sweet ass fucking suit where you get Taewoo with all like, yep. dude, that's good. Right? So, so, I bought three of him because I was like, the army. I swear to God. I got him for my Drews, I got him for White Banner, and I got him for the uh, for uh, Aristea. And they took him out of White Banner. Why would you paint him differently, though? I have different basing. Uh, okay. That's such a answer, too. Differently than a white suit uh, at all? What? Are you yeah, you got one in a white suit, one in a black suit. Well, one, no. Oh, that's a, no. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> one's going to be in a white suit, and the other one's going to be in a purple satin suit. Thank you very much. All right, fine, fine. That's also yeah. acceptable. Accepted. I was thinking of a, uh, you know, like where it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I forget what it's called. The, the pattern it's called. Anyway, next. So, no, that that uh, that fishes up our questions. Well, guys, I think it's that time. Yeah. You've all wasted another perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games. John, take it away. Yep. So uh, we're almost at the end of the month, but if you have time to play an N4 game, uh, write it up. Send it into bromanacademy.com. And you get entered to win a blister or a Roman Academy patch. Uh, we'll choose using wheelofnames.com. Um, 
if you can't get a game in or you just want to paint something up until the end of the year, so I end of the quarter, we have a stealth uh, themed painting contest. Any model that has a stealth rule is eligible. Do not send in blank pictures. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's also a thing you can do, but don't do that. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, you want to watch more of us, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we're live every uh, Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Um, it's kind of a weird time, which is why we upload to YouTube. We also upload the audio of this podcast along with some helpful pictures to all of the podcast catcher app thingamajigs. Um, and if you want to support us and um, help us buy gear to up our game, you can support us on Patreon. We have some interesting ideas for um, for commentating games that might that might happen in the future. So uh, come check that out. We also uh, do um, cast TTS games on Sunday mornings at 9 Pacific. So that's that's the thing we do as well. Um, of course, we want to thank all of our Patreon. Sorry, that's the thing we're starting. The thing we're starting. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon patrons who make all of this possible, as well as our sponsor, Brutal Cities. So expect to see some terrain out of Adam soon. Um, yeah, Joel, is there anything you want to plug? Nope. I'm okay. Cool. My beer. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys. Be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcast. Give us give us all the the five stars, the thumbs up, the high fives, the hearts, the likes, the the shares, the the things that that really are just there to let us know how much you love and appreciate everything that we do, and all of that helps us in turn provide you with the best content that we can. So, love me, and I'll love you back. Long time. <laughs> Oh, on the podcasting couch. <laughs> uh, the podcasting couch. You might need to couch. That's going to be in the budget in the future. Expect to see it as a goal on Patreon. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. All right. Stay safe out there. Take care. <laughs>